Scorn cares not from whence the blood flows. All forms of violence empower the blood god, from the most sordid act of backstreet murder to the shattering crunch of two great armies clashing together. His church is the battlefield, his sacrament the spurting crimson of an open throat. As the era of the beast unleashes a wave of savagery across the mortal realms, the blood god stirs up his throne of skulls, unleashing a bellow of cruel joy that echoes in the minds of his mortal and demonic servants. Roused to a half-mad frenzy, they rampage forth to drown the lands in gore, burning cities and raising vast pyramids of skulls in their master's name. If unchecked, their war will come to swallow the realms entire. On that day, Corn will rule over an endless, hellish battlefield, a cosmos of carnage, where peace is a stranger and the promise of civilization no more than a faded memory. Even then, the blood god will know satisfaction for no more than a fleeting moment. His lust to conquer and annihilate cannot be quenched, even by the greatest of victories. The blood must always flow, and so it shall, in endless measure. Welcome to the Garage, you tools, for the next two, three hours or so. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you both skulls and blood mm-hmm. and all sorts of death. I'm Dave Whitek, and with, with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Walker. Chris, what's going on, man? Not too much. How are you? I am fantastic, thanks. Very, You're- very well. We're currently in the midst of Warhammer Fest with the reveals. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't realize they were revealing it over several days. So yesterday I was mm. looking for all sorts of AOS stuff and all I could find was the 40K stuff, which was pretty cool. Yes. But right now they're revealing all the other stuff online, which we will watch afterwards and get everybody caught up on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blades of Corn, man. Blades yeah. of Corn. Good. Oh, you know what? I'm, dude. I, I am so off this morning because it's like seven in the morning. Uh, it is. We should probably do all the things we normally do, which includes thanking the sponsors. That's KS Org Superstore, 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 Six Squared Studios, Six Squared Studios for all your basing, MDF, 3D printing, and uh, token and tile needs. And, of course, Grognard Games in both Roselle and Batavia, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, our Patreon sponsors. want to thank all of our Patreon sponsors, past, present, and those who are considering becoming sponsors even now. Thank you all for being part of the Almost 1% that make this show and everything we do on it possible. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, George Stradone, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, Jason Vinton and Max. I think it's Max the First. That or it's Max I. I'm not certain which it is. Uh, I can't uh, tell. You don't know if that's a capital I or it's a one. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. Um, But thank you to you guys for coming on, being part of this nonsense that we do. Um. Now, I think we have voicemail, but I think we're going to drop that in a later thing only because I am having trouble getting into all of my uh, thing right now. Let's see. Do I, can I get into it? Can I get, it looks like I can get, okay. Looks like I've got two voicemails. Oh my goodness. This first one from Nate is like two and a half minutes long. So good golly, Miss Molly. Let's hear what Nate has to say. Okay. Hold on. This better be good, Nate. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) No pressure. Uh, Yeah. 
Chris and Dave, this is Nate from New York City. So after almost 40 years of playing D&D and other RPGs and only admiring Warhammer from afar, uh, I have taken a plunge. I have started building a Luminous Realm Lords army, and I'm so excited. I have a buddy at work who is a longtime Wargamer, uh, but he hasn't played uh, Warhammer in about 20 years uh, since it was Fantasy Battles. Uh, so he started an Oric Warclan uh, army. We're both building uh, 500 poor armies. It's not even a full army, right? It's a little squad. We're going to battle at the end of this month. with painted with rules. Got to have all you guys painted. 500-point battle. Then every month we'll add another 250 points, uh, paint those guys up, and by the end of the year we should have fully painted 2,000-point uh, armies, and we'll have a long-standing uh, grudge. We'll play a bunch of battles against each other. Very excited. Having so much fun. So my questions for you are what resources do you recommend for new players, right? Brand new to Age of Sigmar. Uh, are there YouTube videos that are must watch? Are there cool articles out there? Are there other podcasts besides this one? What else, you know, what, uh, what resources can you guide a new player to? Uh, speaking of this podcast, which is so awesome, uh, do you have some, you have a pretty deep catalog, right? Do you have any, uh, back episodes that you recommend for new players? Can you send some guidance on some episodes to listen to? I already listened to the Luminous Realm Lord uh, episode, and that got me hyped for my army. Um, <laughs> and then last question is, in terms of the actual gameplay, right? So I'm, so I'm loving the hobby, right? Building these models is so fun. These models are gorgeous. It's so fun. Uh, painting them is fun when it's done, and uh, just really having a great time putting it together, but in terms of the gameplay, is there anything I can do to set myself up for success there, right? And also, I have no idea if my army's going to be any good or if I'm building the right units or whatever. I'm committing a lot of time before I'm actually even playing this game. So is there any, uh, any advice on um, sort of getting the most out of the, uh, the gameplay, making sure, setting myself up for success with the sessions to make sure they're really fun? Uh, thanks so much for uh, any sage advice you can uh, shed on these uh, topics. And uh, thanks for this awesome podcast, putting all this, this, this sort of excitement and passion and positivity into this hobby. It's just a joy to listen to. Uh, hopefully I'll see you guys at Gen Con uh, this year, if you make it out this year. I'm and, going. And uh, keep up the awesome work. Thanks. Bye. Okay, that wasn't a bad one. That was actually pretty good. Um, that actually, yeah, we, nice. at some point, we haven't done a How to Play episode in... A while, right? Uh, we may have to do that. We may have to mm-hmm. put up a just a just a basics like getting started for people because I don't. Uh, we haven't done one in since Age of Sigmar came out. Like how yeah. to play? Um, I will say this. Um, I I don't I don't listen to a ton of Warhammer podcasts. I only listen to a few. I listen to mm-hmm. some forty k ones. Uh, I don't. I, I do listen to some when the topic grabs me, but for the most part, I just I don't want to get what I'm doing here. I don't want to yeah. be repeating what other like. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get mm-hmm. like. I just I want to make sure that the opinions on here are mine and the things I'm saying are thoughts that I had and not just repeating things I heard on other shows. Yeah. Uh, although I will say this, uh, you know, Rob Symes, his he he recently put out a, a, one of his videos is what what is AOS where he did a whole you know right. basic breakdown and if you want to learn how to play and what's okay. good and that stuff rob knows that stuff i mean we do okay with our war episodes but that's like rob's yeah. bread and butter yeah so that's that's the honest war gamer yeah. youtube channel twitch channel 
his stuff podcast. is his stuff is is really mm-hmm. great. Um, he does a yeah he does like a weekly rundown of like the tournaments that happened over the weekend on a Monday. He'll like break down lists. And he doesn't I, really. I think this is his he, gig, like his job. He yeah, broadcasts like is, every yes. day. Like this is what he does. Well, I, you know. I, I, yeah, I think he's. I, I don't know his schedule, but every if something amazing happens, he'll come on and do some stuff. Oh sure, but that that is literally his full time job. Yeah. Um, as far as tips for getting started and being successful, I, I would say the, a good place to go is the Warhammer community site on mm-hmm. the Games Workshop website. I mean, there's Absolutely. a lot. Of, there's a there's a lot of stuff on there, and they have a lot of here's how you play this game videos too. Yeah, like on the like the like the the intro stuff on like the Age of Sigmar uh, website. You know, they go through a practice game on how to play. And there's uh the, yeah, there's that there are lots lots of people who are who are doing um battle report videos and some of the better ones will actually they sort of walk you through a bit. Yep. Um yeah, there's the ones I I tend to watch like the the mini wargamer ones. Mhm. Those are good. They usually have at least one new one every week. Age of Sigmar battle report. Yeah. And you kind of get to, and they do a good job explaining like what they're doing and why they're doing it while while they're playing. Um, sometimes they get some rules wrong. It's but I think it's just because of their format. Is just like it's it's hot and heavy and it's just it just goes. You know what I mean? They don't do a lot of editing to like yeah. take mistakes out because that's how the game goes. Like you make mistakes while you're playing. It's just what happens. See, and then the opposite end of the spectrum. I have the Warhammer uh, Plus. You know the you know the Warhammer Plus. Uh, yep. App and. Those videos are overproduced. Oh, they're cool though. Their they're, battle reports their are battle cool. Their battle reports are cool. Um, I would mm-hmm. say if I had one complaint, um, the over enthusiasm of the players and the just when they're you know when they're doing <laughs> stuff and the constant giggling and laughing after every roll and like oh, yeah. it just I I get it. You got to make it all exciting, but it, yeah. it's it. As much as I enjoy them, that part seems a little forced. Harrison will come over and we'll sort of make we'll sort of we'll sort of we'll sort of tease the players a bit in there. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, enthusiasm. But you got to. I mean, that's the whole gig. It's got to look exciting. Right. Those guys actually will stop and lay out and drop all the special rules for the different characters mm. and and show yep. you what things are moving around. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. Um unfortunately that that's a that's sort of I didn't think about that. That's kind of a problem. We should really be doing a how to episode yeah, or, you know, a basics Absolutely. episode yeah. uh, pretty yeah. soon because mm-hmm. that's 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 actually something cool for the listeners. So all right, one last voicemail and then we're gonna move on, take a first break, and then come back and talk blades of corn. Um mm-hmm. we've got time for these voicemails though, because you know, it's blades of corn, which means the lore is about uh, four inches deep once you get <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hey, there's cool, there's cool stuff in here. I'm not, I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying it's repetitive, mm-hmm. because basically, corn's really angry. Stuff's got to die. That's. Yeah. I just did the lore right there for you. <laughs> I, you know, you add in the blood and the skulls, and I literally just covered it. But hold on, let's play this last voicemail. Uh, this is Mark. Oh, 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 oh. This is an international call. Okay. International. Intercontinental. G'day, this is Mark, all the way from Australia, the South Coast. Um, I love your show, guys. I've rediscovered it after a bit of a hiatus from the hobby. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Flesh Eater Courts, and I'm just waiting on Seraphon to come out. 
Um, so my question for you guys is, uh, what's the deal with Seraphon and the difference between Coalesced and Starborn? Um, I kind of missed the boat on the Seraphon battle times the first few times. Uh, so I'm a bit confused about where they fit into the lore. Um, and yeah, and it, also just wondering what your, either of you guys, what your favorite lore is, what your favorite short story or piece of narrative is in the mortal realms. Keep up the great work. You guys have been responsible for reigniting my love and interest for Age of Sigma. I started listening to you guys during the first lockdown in Sydney uh, three years ago. Dropped out of the hobby for a little bit, but every time I turn on your podcast, your enthusiasm and your excitement and just your knowledge about all things Age of Sigma gets me so fired up. And because of you guys, I've finished a unit of Hunters of Guanche all the while nice. Garage Hammer was being played in the background. So thank you nice. very much, guys. Keep up the great work. Well, that was wonderful and kind. Mm. I appreciated that, too. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, Seraphon. Uh, yeah. We're going to actually cover Seraphon in the next couple of episodes mm-hmm. uh, very fast. And I don't know if I have it completely right because I haven't read all the lore yet. The Starborn are the first slan that sort of showed up in the mortal realms. They were the ones flying about in space. Yeah. They are literally powered by all the Azir, Azerite. Oh, Azerite magic is similar to the magic that they use to do all their stuff. Those are the guys who were in the first edition when they dropped and everyone thought they were just spirits and they were mm-hmm. th- dreamed up by the slan, which they kind of were. Uh, but there were still spawning pools. They were right. they existed, but when you cut them open, they bled light and stuff like that because they were far more ethereal. Um, when you get the other ones, those are the ones. Coalesced. The coalesced yeah. are the ones whose ships landed somewhere in a mortal realm to hold a specific area. And the longer they were in the mortal realms, the more the less magical they became. It's not that they're less magical, but the less that yeah. their essence was infused with it. Their essence became more like that of every other thing that lives in the mortal realms. So they they're the ones who bleed blood. They're the ones and it seems if you're if you're talking game wise a split, it seems more like your slan and your more magic is in the Starborn and the Coalesced yeah. is more of your uh fighters. Right. Your dinosaurs, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You know what? I I'm really <laughs> I, I'm excited about that book. I really hope it's I really yeah, really I, hope last it's, couple it's, books have gotten one model per release. This has gotten a bunch. It's about time, and I'm hoping this book is as good as it looks. It's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through it, and I seem to yeah, I, I, read I'm, through it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm digging through it. Uh, GW is nice enough to to let us see it ahead of time, and I mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's pretty awesome. But yeah, uh, that's going to be coming up soon. So okay, uh, we should take a break, and as soon as we get back, we will um, start covering the lore on our uh, our favorite homicidal maniac, Corn. Yeah. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, 
Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. I don't know. It's too early to do a corn war cry, but we are back. Hi. It is way too early. I'm sitting here in the basement in the dark. Like, I mean, I, that's normally how I sit in the basement, but this is just. <laughs> oh, yeah. Harrison's on the far end of the basement in his room sleeping, so I'm trying not to be too terribly <laughs> loud. And I'm also, because I rearranged down here, I'm in this corner that I originally, when I first moved in the basement, I set this up and I put these couple of can lights in the drop ceiling oh, that nice. shine right here and they're like the daylight lights so they yeah. would be good for painting and stuff. Yeah. And uh, then we never used it this way. And now that I've moved into the corner, the whole all the lights in the basement are off except these two can lights above me. So even in the camera where we're looking at each other, I see that. it's like me and then this dark background. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into corn, I just want to point out, I just want to let you know because I haven't talked to you in a bit. Uh, I, I posted on the Facebook page that first Slaves to Darkness army. Uh, yeah, unit. I saw that. Man, dude, they're cool. so fun to paint. I would just, yeah. you know what it is? I'm not, I'm not patient with test models. Mm. Like I'll paint it up and if I don't like it, I get mad. Okay. Or I'll paint it up, and if it doesn't work, I'm like, meh. Like it's like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't, I don't like to put all that time and effort, and then be like, this didn't work. I either have to strip it or paint over it. Like I yeah. just hate it. Um, I tried something with these guys. It didn't turn out exactly like I thought it was going to, but I'm like, that looks mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then I just kind of went with it, and then I just, honestly, I opened the Slaves of Darkness book, and I went into the painting section, and when they said how to paint red capes, those are the colors yep. I used. Like, I just nice. kind of went with their suggestions. That's always a good idea. And, uh, oh, I got a whole unit of them done, and they're great, and now I'm working on The Chosen, and that's coming out so much fun, and they're actually, mm-hmm. this army is not difficult to paint. Mm-mm. If you if you keep with a basic color scheme on this, and it's yeah. a lot of metal and and bronze, and so it's like, oh, this is so much fun because mm-hmm. it's just it's not hard. It's nothing like when I'm painting up the oryx with all the little bits and things, and or the or even trying to paint those lumineth, which I've got a couple of test models done. Yeah, for them. You know, to see which color form we wanted. Um, I just, I'm just loving it. I'm just, I wanted to throw that out there before we jumped into this because they're kind of, they're a little similar in, in their, in, you know, just what they do. So, sure. All right. So let's talk about this book. Uh, Lore, what'd you think? What'd you, you like this book? There's, this is, oh, a yeah. T- yeah. Um, Lore wise, it's not bad. It's just, like I said earlier, it's repetitive, man. It yeah. is repetitive. I mean, it's, I mean, it's That's like we thing. said, it's like, it's like it just it is what it is. Corn's the blood god and the god of murder, and his he followers are into that. One I of mean, the most like, fun to play and one of the least interesting to read about because, I mean, it's interesting, but as I went, th- I found myself just like getting through it so quick because anytime I highlighted or marked anything in my book, it was mm-hmm. just like... Even the comments, there was almost nothing to comment on. It was just getting down to, yep, yep, same thing, same thing. Okay, here's another thing. I mean, there's cool things that happen. I'm not saying that some of the plot lines aren't interesting in the things he did. But it's always the same. 
You know, like we'll just start in the beginning here. Uh, Corn himself. Now, the chaos gods are all manifestations of human emotions. Right. Which is interesting because if you go back into uh, 40K lore, especially Horus Heresy lore, there's this whole episode in one of the books where a guy gets to see a future where Horus wins. Mm -hmm. And first he wins. Then he feels guilty about what he did. Then he blames normal humans. Then he wipes out all of humanity within a few hundred years. Right. He basically exterminates all the people that led him onto this bad path. He blames everybody but himself. Uh, and then all the chaos gods die, basically, because there's no Everyone's humans. Yeah, there's yeah. no humans to fuel it. And it's mm-hmm. like a perfect future for all the other races in the galaxy. Because human I mean, you know, it's not perfect, but it's yeah. not It's like the one the Eldar are pushing for in like yeah. the books. Yeah. Um and so when you read this you know, it says right here, he's a manifestation of mortal kind's deep-seated urge to slay and destroy. His demon legions and mortal armies continue to rampage across the land, butchering and reaving a gruesome quest to appease their master. This they can never do, for the blood god knows nothing of satisfaction or restraint, and his volcanic wrath can never be quelled. That's kind of sad. Yeah. When you I mean, join the- with corn, he's never pleased with you. There's, It's right. never enough. It, there's there's the gluttony in here, which you would mm-hmm. expect to be with Slanesh. Yeah, but when it's it, it's 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 an obsession. It's it's uh, it's, it's so excessive. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a couple characters in here who are who have to deal with that. Yeah, you know, like Corgus Cool is always he's always struggling with that. You okay, know? can and, I say those early stories of Corgus Cool in the mm-hmm. in the in the fiction books that came out because there was a whole series of the, yeah. the, the, uh, the there was a, what seven or eight books I think they're sitting here on the shelf. The, Ro- the Rob Gate Wars, yeah. Yeah, I got. Uh... And our our previous caller had asked, like, what's your favorite piece of like fiction? And mine stems from there. I really like the. It's a ten book series, and it's great. Yeah, I really like the stuff where they're like uh, the Lady of Vines is like helping the Slanesh characters like through the Plague Garden and all that stuff. That's my favorite one. Yeah, I. Uh... <sighs> for for this lore. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Right now, I'd still on it. Okay, uh, mortal yeah, realms. No, my favorite Cor- in the yeah. mortal realms is still the Gotrek Gurnison stories. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, my favorite in the old world was the Gotrek Gurnison yes. stories. Yeah. And the old world, I agree with. There's that, so yeah. many cool other ones. There was the you know the Sigmar um, trilogy, got the mm-hmm. God King trilogy. Yeah, it was cool. Which is him, all the stuff he did in the in the world that was. That's a cool right. one if you want yeah. to learn that background. Yeah, um, I'm trying to go through some of my books, and I've I've given so many of them away after mm. reading them as as think gifts to the to the Patreon patrons. Um, Plague Garden is a really good one. That's the one I like. City of Secrets was pretty good too, you know. Yeah. There's there's a lot. There's so much from Black Library, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, if you have a favorite, if you if you like Lumineth Realm Lords, I'll try to find some cool stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, although I feel like if you do like the Realm Lords, I got I can't remember which one it is, but there is a Gotrek and Felix story where they meet Teclas. Yeah, it's, and um, that's one of my favorites. Is that is that is that Dragon Slayer? I. Honestly, don't I just remember that, one of the was one of I just remember them later trudging on through this, blood later, and muck yeah. and slime, and yeah. Felix looks over and sees that Teclas is walking about three inches over it. 
Yeah, it's the one that where they're in Lustria. Yeah, and they're getting attacked by uh, goblins because I remember as they're as mm-hmm. as Teclis is up in the air, sort of levitating and fighting. All of a sudden, uh, a doom diver gobbo goes flying past him. Yeah, and he's like, "These maniacs are just throwing themselves with pointy <laughs> helmets at us." What yeah, is just happening? Appalled. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I guess with corn, that's like all the demon gods. I mean. You don't you don't have to understand what their motivation is. Like they are what they are. There's like nothing. There's no backstory of why Corn is so mad and obsessed with murder. It's like no, it just is. I mean, the backstory is, is they're products of human emotion. So mm-hmm. you're going to have you've got you've got one that wants to you know know the past and the present, know and control fate. That's a, that's a definite human characteristic. Yeah. Uh, there's entropy and decay. You know, and uh, there, there's that sort of, you know, that's a, that's a human element there mm-hmm. that comes, uh, you know, from uh, Nurgle. Right. Um, you've got corn, which is just rage and you know, sort of the worst aspects, the more bestial aspects of humanity. And then you get the seven deadly sins all wrapped up in Slanesh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're all, yeah, they're all just products of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It says, yeah, and it, I mean, it is, what is interesting, it, it does talk several times about how corn asks an impossible price because it's never enough. Right. Um, that, in fact, that's one of the big things, and they talk about it here. During the Age of Chaos, as while, while the gates of Azir were closed, they conquered, okay, they conquered over 90% of the mortal realms. Yeah, we have taken we have knocked them down to 90 percent at this point. I think that was the last time we talked. It said that they we we have taken back about 10 percent total of the mortal realms. Yeah, I guess it depends on the realm. But yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the interesting things is once there were very few people left to fight, Corn would turn on Nurgle. He would turn on Zinch. He would turn on Sl- all of his bloodbound and his demons. If the battle was over and there wasn't any n- enough to kill, they have to kill. They are in physical pain if they don't kill for a while. It's kind of yeah. like having the butcher's nails in your head. They turn on each other. Yeah, eventually. they'll turn on each other on top of turning on. I mean, first they'll go after the Nurgle, Slanesh, and, and Zinch followers. Right. But eventually they're just killing each other. Yeah. It's bananas. Which is, I always wonder, like, how are there any of them left alive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how does that even work? But we're not worried about the logistics of how the corn worshipers well, and that, maintain that their was, numbers. And that was one of the, well, I mean, plus, I mean, like I said, one of the other things that we discussed and a long time ago mm-hmm. is that we the stories of the mortal realms we have, which seem vast, right? Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. so much larger than the world that was. Mm-hmm. They're these huge, sprawling things. And we see these maps of these huge places where there's all of these different cities of Sigmar in it, different places, mountainscapes. But these are, I think the way I described it before, which I think is accurate, is one small slice of pepperoni on a 16-inch pizza. That's yeah. what we've looked at so far. Right. Even though it looks vast and ridiculous to us, it's nothing compared to the size. Games Workshop's biggest problem with the world that was was they honestly couldn't expand it too much past those borders i mean they Mm -hmm. talked about cathay and other places but it was just too hard to expand past the borders because it it too much resembled earth you know what i'm saying and yeah they they were locked into just one setting so making the mortal realms gave them eight 
right. massive. You know, and there, and they made sandboxes. Them, yeah, yeah, they made them huge. So there's always stuff to kill. But eventually, like you know, once you've conquered, it's it, it's not it's not just killing. There's you know, he wants some sort of sacrifice and some sort of stuff like that. And plus, his worshippers can't prove themselves. By, I mean, if you just showed up at a house with like a like a nursing home and everybody's on life support, you know your yeah, corn followers are running around killing them all. <laughs> corn's not corn's not looking yeah, he, at that as a, as, a, as no, a triumph. It's not good enough. Yeah, it's it's not, not good. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be skulls, worthy. The skulls are not worthy. Exactly. Yes, a worthy skull is a common theme through this. And that's and that's what it comes down to. Ultimately, his goal is to grind and crush the mortal realms. Uh, and turn them into an extension of his domain in the realm of chaos. And I actually wrote here in my notes in the book, so what happens when you kill everyone? Yeah. Like, I mean, I you know, the, what what happens? Then Nagash I, I raises them all and you fight them too? Well, and, I, think that, I think they find another reality to conquer at that point. Is there another reality without the humans? I don't We've already know, they, found out that if you wipe out all the humans in the 40K universe, that right. that, that uh, apparently it could have been a lie. Yeah, but that's uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. So let's let you know. I guess let's move on. I'm just yeah. Uh, let's let's cover. There's, I mean, I'm already a big chunk into here, but I'm just trying to you know. Like I said, I I don't want to just keep repeating skulls and blood. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's well, and, and that's the problem with this book yeah, is point, that's what it comes the, to the next part of the book is called the path of skulls <laughs> well yes <laughs> <laughs> which is a take on the path of glory the path to glory yes but it's specifically for corn worshipers and basically you know they they're on that they're on that uh journey to become more cl- closer to corn and this is you know, a blood which, which, thing yeah this is, a, this is a mortal thing. this is a mortal corn and, mortals you know they're focused on you know, uh, a greater challenge. You know, what's the next, the worthy skull I can take? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be, you know, you start off as a bloodbound guy. I'm gonna, I got to rise up in this organization, so I got to kill more people than my guy I'm right. standing next to. So I go kill oh, the yeah. champion. The champion. Yeah. I kill the champion from that other group. I kill him. All right, great. I got kill him. Sweet. Now I got to go kill like the hero of that army. Okay, cool. Now I got to go kill like. Now I'm like in charge of more people of right. this, of this war band. So now I got to kill the hero of that, you know, that general, that enemy army. Okay, now I got to kill like these people who are coming after my job. I got to kill those guys. Basically, if yeah. I may, you got to kill everything. You got anything kill the that's people. not your team. You kill, and if the, all you're left is your yeah. team, you go after the weaklings on your team. Right, but at, at some point it it, it piles I up. Well, here it it says it right here. Okay, so first of all. The bloodbound. It says in the harsh wilds of the mortal realms, bl- brutal tribal societies spring up often. Warrior cultures in which killing is a rite of passage, and weakness yep. is a sin that cannot be tolerated. Right. Okay. And uh, it says other mortals take their first steps on the Rome to damnation for noble reasons. Some are in there for power. In the unlikely event that an aspirant can endure as many challenges, he is rewarded with untold power. But it actually says here, those who fail to provide him with blood and skulls he craves are soon consumed by his volcanic anger, their blood boiling in their veins and their chests exploding in a spray of, spray of viscera. If yeah. you don't produce, and that's the thing, it's not, it's, he doesn't care what you killed yesterday. Right. And you it best says be also, killing yeah. today. Yeah, and it's the best. And the thing that's cool is that it's the meager offerings. He doesn't take that. Like yeah. you can't just you can't just go around and 
you, like kill, you said, like, you can't kill just... like animals and stuff. Unless they're like huge monsters. He's all right, cool. Go kill some huge monsters. That, that's worthy. Take that giant skull of that, yeah. you know, that monster of that giant or whatever. That's great. But you got to keep moving up. You got to keep killing more and more, more, you know, worthy stuff. Yeah. You can't, and, and even like, it's like, they talk about some of the characters I've read before and some, like some of these characters. They'll like be presented with like lesser enemy warriors. And they're just like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> they just the, won't even fight them. They're yeah. just like, I just You're not leave. worth my time. You're they're not, not worth my time killing you because Korn's not going to be satisfied with your skull. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Now it says mo- a majority of his armies are full of half deranged, unwashed cannibals, mm-hmm. uh, psychotically dangerous. Now it's interesting. And this is the part that interests me is that even if you do this, you still got to go through the eight trials of corn before you can call yourself bloodbound. And there's a lot of, there's different things you have to do. Yeah. What, what I find interesting is that, and I, we've talked about this with the slaves to darkness is that these cultures have existed it, during the time of chaos for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. If we put the average lifespan of a person living in the mortal realms, let's say 30. Or let's push it to 40, okay? Be, I'm saying average lifespan. A lot of people die young in the mortal sure. realms, right? Yeah, yeah. If your average lifespan is 40 and you mm-hmm. figure a new generation's every, what, 10 to 15 years? If you're, yeah. If, if if you're usually going, 20, it's 25 in modern society, but in these days it's 25 probably. 25 for a generation? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say 25 then. That's still about eight generations that have known, that that have been around. So you're talking people born into this culture and this society of where they've already yeah. been beaten down and forced to either accept and be part of this this group, be, you know, work with chaos mm-hmm. or die. Right. And... So many of them have chosen this where it this becomes their life. It's the, yeah. it's the life of this is literally, you know, the Conan. Yeah, it's the new normal for these people. Yeah. This is the, the lifestyle of the barbarian, of the of the you know, the tribal warriors where you grow up and once you're old enough, you you learn you you know, you have your first kill. Yep. And then and then you start working towards your path. And this is normal to them, which is just that's to me, that's one of the most interesting things right. of this. I just said that it does. It seems counterintuitive that the bloodbound warbands tribes could exist with that format. You know what I mean? Like, like they they've got like tribes of bloodbound who like, like just like live and like just like how does that work? Well, once again, as long as you have enough enemies to kill, you're not killing yourselves. So yeah. you still have to eat. Yeah, I they guess still, there's always they still I, procreate. There's still yeah. people, but it's a warrior culture. It's a warrior culture taken to its ugliest extreme, and that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Right. I guess there's always orcs and things to fight. Yeah, there's always. That's the thing. There is still always stuff to fight. It was when yeah. they were getting to the areas of the battlefield when those who had survived. If you remember reading the books, because they talked about there were mm-hmm. stories of the survivors. Right. And, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're, they, they gave you a choice, and they were always. It was like they had survived for literally their their group, their their clan had survived for a hundred or hundred. You know, since the beginning, mm-hmm. they've survived by running and hiding. There are no yeah. warriors in that group anymore. These are people who are not worth killing, right. like you said. Yeah, 
and eventually all the warrior tribes were still those who were still fighting were fighting around those areas that's where the battle and when that battle ended and you couldn't find anyone good you went and just killed somebody else and yeah 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 and there's like stories of like you know warriors of like defeated armies you know that they like they're like going to be attacked or whatever by the by the bloodbound and they get overwhelmed by corn even yeah. they're like okay dude you could just die right here or you could accept corn and I'll fill you with enough strength to kill that guy who's getting ready to you know well, and take, even take your skull like okay I'm down and once, that's you know yeah once they win there's always survivors and they'll yeah. go through and the weak ones they kill and eat and then mm-hmm. the strong ones they say well you can kill these people that are part of your tribe and eat them and I mean that's part yeah. of the ritual of becoming yeah. part of this is yeah. killing your own tribe and 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 partaking and eating them that makes you right. one of them it's crazy yeah, it's kind of nuts. Um, one of the other interesting things that I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about is that, you know, it talks about then the summoning up, you know, and, and breaking down the walls between the mortal realms and the, and the realm of chaos. Mm-hmm. And so they talk a little bit about the demons and how the demons come in. What's yeah. interesting here is how Korn hates a loser. <laughs> Yeah, and if you fail, then mm. you have to come in through the gates of the vanquished, which means you have to go back to the realm of corn. You go on the far end of the of that area. <laughs> yeah. The gates of the vanquished are like you have to service entrance, and it's like, but it's like you have to like crawl across broken glass and stuff to like yeah. it's torturous and painful to get through the gate of the vanquished, mm-hmm. and then you're being punished even afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's like you have to prove yourself again, and this happens quite a bit. Yeah, so it's just that whole if you're, you know, if he's if if corn is is has imbued you with some sentience and some of your own ability out of his power, mm-hmm. that if you lose, man, that's yeah. Yeah, we're talking about like the heralds of corn, the yep. you know, the the champions, like those guys. Like the, I think the actual blood letters are pretty. They're pretty brainless, you know. They I mean they're just. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys are just, they're just the manifestations of fighting. But the leaders yeah. and stuff, you oh, lose. Oh, yeah, the leaders. You're yeah, going down. You're going, <laughs> yeah. you're going to, you're making a crawl. You're doing the walk of shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's keep going with this. Uh, Era of the Beast. Okay. During the Era of the Beast, a lot of his most brutal warriors devolved into basically, you know, corn hounds. Yeah. They devolved into monstrous beasts. Um, it says, already thinned by the persistent thrashing of Gur's wild spirit, the skin of reality was ripped open. Corn's blood legion spilled into the world. Many nascent free cities of the God King and droving Dawnbringer columns and roving Dawnbringer columns were annihilated in an orgy of bloodletting that recalled the darkest days of the Age of Chaos. So yeah, that life spell, realm of Gur, just I mean it. Yes, it revitalized the realm of life, and it helped humanity and the mortals yeah. in the mortal realms greatly. But it also triggered a lot of insanity. Oh yeah. Um, it says here the blood god even hurled Scarbrand the exiled into the fray. Um, just because it was so much fun. The rivers became so clogged with gore that they burst their ba- banks, flooding swaths of Rondel's interior and drawing forth the great Auric war clans. Right. And then they came in with a great wah and the two unstoppable forces colliding with such ferocity as said Rondel itself recoiled in pain and outrage. Uh, that, yeah, the dawn of the, of the era of beasts saw corn rampaging through the realm of beasts. 
Yeah. Um, so much violence there. Which the which and the not, just, not just yeah, not just not just from corn people either. Like anytime murder happens, corn is pleased. It doesn't even have to be by his followers. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care from where the blood flows or from who right. it flows. Like you know, yeah. that's it's bananas. Uh, let's see what does it say about the blood god's domain. Um, yeah, it's Brass a land Citadel, yeah. unrestrained by sense or reason where mortal emotions take on infernal form and the terrain constantly warps and shifts to the whims of its overlords. Corn has no interest in beauty, yearning for only endless violence. Few structures that dot the landscape are designed solely to facilitate his eternal wars, like the Brass Citadel. Mm-hmm. At the heart of the Dark Fortress is his throne room for where he oversees his endless campaigns of brutality. That's in the Brass Citadel. Yeah. Um and then there's the Throne the, of Skulls is in there, you know. Yep. Yep. And then uh then they do talk about the Great Game again. Yeah. And the Great Game is always interesting. I, it it seems like none of them can actually win it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's kind of that's kind of the that's the that's the rub, right? With the with the Chaos Gods, they can't If they were all to band together and do all act as one, no one would have a chance, right? Right, but then But they, they hate but they hate each other. They're so jealous of each other. That they're constantly counter, counter, you know, acting each other. Well, but that's the thing. The game isn't to just conquer the mortal realms. They could do that. The conquer the the game yeah. is for them, yeah, to conquer over their siblings. And whenever right. someone gets to be too strong, yeah, they the usually other, they'll yeah. team up against the, them. Yeah, the other three will band up against the one. Yeah, which is why I always ask, what do you happen when everybody's dead? Because when there's no more blood to spill, what happens to corn? Mm-hmm. That's when his followers start killing themselves, and then once again, what happens to corn? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he almost. What would happen is, is that he would become diminished, right? Right. The other, the other chaos gods would rise up. Like Nurgle would become preeminent. What's Nurgle all about? He's about decay, you know, decay, and... but not necessarily killing. Yeah. Just decay. So then, like the numbers of people start going up as they tend to go you become more resilient with right. Nurgle's blessings and gifts. So they live longer. They're more able to not just die. That would mean there's more people who hate each other and now Corrin is got more people with more skulls, you know. Yeah, I, maybe I guess because yeah. you're still I mean, but like I said, if you kill I mean I guess the whole thing would be you have to kill all the humans. Yeah. To get that happening. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, and there's just too many things to stop that from happening. I don't know. It's just it's it, the, yeah. the whole chaos god thing is a crazy thing. Like you just kind of <laughs> got to be like, okay, so that's what's happening. Okay, mm. yeah. There's like if you really want to delve into that, there's like the the really cool old GW source books that you can look at. Everybody's so creative. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, the space timeline. Yeah. I don't, did they mention the, what the throne of skulls is in here? I don't. They think talk they about it when they talk about his realm, but they just mentioned that it's just the yeah. giant throne that's just like ridiculous. It's like a mountain almost that he's. Yeah, on. but but actually, I mean, the thing with this is, is like the throne of skulls is a thing, and every time a worthy skull is claimed, like that skull is like manifested into the throne of skulls. It's like a thing. You know, I mean, his his skull, his throne of skulls is made up of the actual skulls of the worthy skulls that people have taken. Yep. In his name, so it's like a. It's just the last paragraph on on the Blood God's Domain, page fourteen. They say what yeah. it is, but they don't talk yeah. that much about it. They just say mm-hmm. that there's a, 
it's it's like the size of any large mountain, and he's on top of it. Right. Yeah, it's an actual pile of skulls. Yep. And those are, the, you know, those are the manifestations of this. Yeah, those are the skulls. He keeps his his favorite ones are like right there. You know. Yep. Uh, okay. Age of Myth. There was one, the Red Feast in the Age of Myth, which I, you know, I, I understood what that was. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that was, you know, that was when, it, that was how Corgus Cool became who he is. Yeah. Was they, instead of having all this warring stuff, one of the leaders said, why don't we just send our champions and have them fight so we don't have to waste entire armies Except he had his back plan in there, which was Corgus Cool showed up and just started slaughtering so many heroes. Yeah. So many worthy kills that he basically weakened the veil there. Yeah. 888th warrior is slain. Yep. A thundus eruption as columns of hot gore burst from the ground and the acid seas boil in a hissing rage. Yikes. Uh, What gets crazier from them is that... The maelstrom of blood and death at the realm uh, that the realm gate at the center of Akshi Clavis Isles explodes, <sighs> leaving a gaping hole in reality in the shape of a great eye. Would mm-hmm. that be a? Is that a terrifying eye? Would you call it an eye of terror? I don't know. <laughs> Through which legions of howling cornate demons emerge. That's the beginning of the age of chaos. At the end of the age of myth, there. Yep. Um, Age of Chaos, we know what's going on. Um, there's fun stories yeah. here, but it's mm-hmm. basically they go in and kill a lot of stuff, and then Corn is pleased. And then even if they lose, there's a lot of stuff killed. Corn is still somewhat pleased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the Age of Sigmar comes, and that's they talk about Vandis Hammerhand all the way back to the first edition stuff. Yeah, I guess if I could, like the, the very end of the Age of Chaos. Yeah. Um, the last part, the great game escalates. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to me because it's like we were talking about before. Like the kingdoms of mortal kind are pretty much toast. So Corn turns his attention back to his fellow gods and they start marching on each other and fighting each other in the realm of chaos. It's like Corn is bored. Watch out. Well, and Nurgle has been gone so long because Nurgle is so focused on the realm of life mm-hmm. that Corn attacks his holdings. In yeah. so he actually, like you said, in the realm of chaos, yeah. takes some of Corn. Corn takes some of Nurgle's land. Right. The interesting thing is, while he's doing that, his thoughts, his anger, his rage run to all of his mortal and demon followers, who then are, a lot of them are fighting with Nurgle. Because honestly, corn and Nurgle are the best combo. If you're going to look at these four, if you're going to go with corn, you couple him with Nurgle. Yeah. Um, while they're fighting in the mortal realms with Nurgle, this attack happens, and all of a sudden, without any prompt, just because they're in tuned with the way he's going, they turn on the Nurgle. Their Nurgle. <laughs> Yeah, like if they're fighting with Nurgle against stuff, now they're fighting against everybody. Like, and the Nurgle followers, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great, just because he does this move there, and without commanding it here, it just echoes through because they're all connected to his power, his rage, his feelings. So what he does, they mimic over here, which was really kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Age of Sigmar stuff. We've read so much of this so many times. Right. Um, you know, the Orbinfernia stuff, uh, you know, that becomes the stronghold for the Gortide. 
Uh, Corgus Cool almost makes his demonhood with his mountain of skulls, but he realizes that the worthy one that has to top his mountain is Vandis Hammerhand, and he doesn't manage to get it. Right. And so then he... He's, he's, yeah. yeah, he's on the quest now, the worthy skull, although... You can't really kill Vandis because he's a Stormcast, but whatevs. Yeah, that's the other thing is I don't think he, yeah, uh, good luck getting his skull, but. <laughs> he's going to transform into lightning. Uh, the Necroquake happens with, with upsets corn, not only because um, it's magic running rampant through the realms, but also brings back a lot of things which have no blood and no skulls. Yeah, which is a bummer for them. Yeah, they don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, corn the, is corn is mad at Nagash. Yep, and then we get up to like we said in Rondal during the age of age of the Be- age of beasts, where he just mm-hmm. goes all out on that place. Yeah. Um, what else do we have in here before we get to? Yeah, we're getting up to the up to the units. We're gonna, I guess, we'll take a break soon and then come sure. back with the rules. Um, corn mm-hmm. has almost an infinite number of units. There's eight hosts of bloodthirsters. If you want to get into that kind of stuff, um, but basically. Um, there's, you know, the, the eight different realms and it's, it uh, talks here. Nobody knows why eight's his favorite number, but yeah. you know, it, that is, yeah. I mean, I guess we could guess, but you know, yeah. I mean, they've all got a number. His is eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's basic. I mean, that's the lore because that's what it is. It's corn, yeah. corn wants to kill. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we can, we can spend a lot of time talking about each of these units, but I'll give you a recap of it. There's a lot of blood. There's yep. a lot of murder. There's a lot of uh, S- struggle. Skulls. Yeah, skull, struggle to keep up with enough kills to please corn, and different ways that they are all killer elites. These are all elite raging killers who will destroy things with one sweep of a sword. Like right. that's every unit is like is described <laughs> in, in something like that. Literally, if you read through it, I was actually yeah. going through it just marking. Some of the like the, that that same description, okay, and, yeah, you know, because it runs through it's, and when it talks about how they can kill things with one blow, or how their rage fuels this, or how they get, it's like it's all you know. Yeah. Before they die, they strike out again, getting that blood, 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 blood. It's like okay, yeah, they're they're all yeah, very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the skull cannon of corn is probably the one thing in this book that confuses me because he says how much he dislikes. Yeah. You know, he wants to get right up close and take your skull, not shoot from a distance, but then they included this weird skull cannon. So. I mean, the skull cannon's always been in the the corn lore since the very, 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 Has very, it? very beginning. Oh yeah. When I started playing there wasn't a skull cannon. Model. But it was it but it was in like the the source books. Was it? Okay. Yeah, cool. there was and there was a forty K skull cannon. You've been playing this longer than me, so I don't know. I just came in yeah. right at the end of sixth edition, so yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's our lore. Blood and blood and gore. That's the lore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the, I mean, the most the interesting things to me in these are the characters. Yes. Like the heroes, the named characters. Yeah. So, like, there's a couple page spread where they talk about Corgus. You know, what's he's all about? And then they talk about Valkia, what she's all about. She's super cool, by the way. Um, Valkia is so, awesome. Yeah, and then the two demon ones that are cool are Skull Taker. He's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Scarbrand is pretty neat, and uh, I guess Karanak is pretty cool too. Yeah, I mean there's there's cool characters in here, you know. Yeah, 
Uh, it's just, you know, you know, it almost, you don't even feel like you necessarily need them. I mean, they're fun for the game. Yeah. But man, I got, okay. And I'll, I'll you know what? Let's, let's break. Yeah. And then when we come back, we'll start with the rules for corn and we'll start going through that stuff Sounds because good. there's a lot of neat stuff in here that I really enjoy. Yep. Okay. We'll be back. There's always something happening at Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So, do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. We're back talking some war, talking some rules for the no. lore of corn let's go uh you know what's kind of fun with this is almost all of their big characters are bloodthirsters they got a they got <laughs> yeah. s- several pages of bloodthirster rules all sorts of different types um you know i was i i, I gotta say i was kind of surprised although you could never i, I I'm, I'm assuming rules wise it was too difficult to do but I'm kind of surprised that there's only three different types of bloodthirsters oh. listed when you had the eight corn. And <laughs> not eight. I guess there's four if you include Scarbrand, I guess. Does he count? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he's not one of the four, one of the eight, you know, sort of circles, one of the types. He's like his own sort of. Yeah, he's his own thing. He's the. I love he's how the, he's, he's doing the bloodthirster s- that dared challenge corn. What a moron. Yeah. Corn Total, well, smacked him down. And- Corn's guys aren't necessarily known for their brains. No, but uh, you know it's uh, you know, and plus him getting tricked by I think it was Zinch that tricked him into trying to kill corn. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, your guys are too good. All right, so let's talk some rules here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slaughter host, you got to pick a you got to pick a, a thing. So there's six there's six slaughter hosts you can yeah, pick three three demon based three blood bound based. Yep. And they're all going to be fun. We'll talk about those in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some cool clothes. Locus of Fury. When a demon unit, a Blades of Corn demon unit, is more than eight inches from all enemies, it benefits from Locus of Fury. They get a five-up ward. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if it retreats... Now, here's interesting. If a corn demon unit retreats, mm-hmm. the Locus of Fury is gone for the rest of the game. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. 
That's a good rule. Yeah, it's uh, and it fits. It fits really well. Right. Um you know, corn doesn't retreat. Corn doesn't like cowards. Corn doesn't like failure. So retreating. Also, I like that it fits the lore that you get a five-up ward because if you're more than eight inches from an enemy, you're being shot at. Yeah. And once I again, wish it was on. I wish that's too, it's too bad they didn't include it on mortals too. But I guess the mortals have armor. But yeah, not some of them don't. <laughs> um, now this is where I, I, okay. Before, There's a new rule. This next one. Before we totally dive into this, can I just say? Mm. We all know that I started Games Workshop was nice enough to send uh, send us slaves to darkness most of a good portion of an army to me. And I said, you know what, I want to paint this. And now I'm painting yeah. it and I really kind of want to play it because it's really this uh, Okay, remember when our caller asked what's a good advice or what's a good way to start playing? Yeah. Um if you want to start simple, this is it because god, I I've already complained how the lore is pretty simple. But talk about a straightforward army. Sorry, for I, paint or painting, painting it and yeah. playing it between this and 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 uh, and the slaves to darkness. Yeah, the paint guide in this book is exemplary too. It's great, but it's, it's really just good. this is you know as I'm reading this and like I said, I know I like to play horde armies. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I could totally play a more elite army like this with with fewer models. This is just so much. Like I'm reading this, I'm like, God, this sounds like so much fun. To yeah. play, like uh, not being all tricksy, like the cruel boys, you got to have all your stuff mixed to be tricksy and work right. Yeah, your death armies, you sort of got to keep them. You know, you got to sort of manage them and and protect them. And you got your little bubbles of influence. Yep. You got to do that. Oh, tech, they're kind of techie armies. You know, yeah, your 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 Lumineth realm lords, they have to have their certain ways to do things. This army, it's just like kill. Yep, yep. I mean, you know, and I, I, I'm so tempted. With this, arm, some... I've never been so tempted to play a corn <laughs> army after yeah. reading this book because wow, there's so it's like this is just killing upon killing upon killing. So we'll go through this rule here, Chris. Read this rule mm-hmm. up here real fast. So murderous to the last. Okay. Each time friendly blood by model is slain by an attack made with melee weapon, you can pick an enemy unit within three inches of that model, make a murder roll by rolling a dice. On a five up, that unit suffers a mortal wound. The slain bloodbound model is a hero. Make three murder rolls instead of one. Every model that I lose, because the entire army is bloodbound. Unless you're a demon. Oh, that's right. So all the humans. Yep. And I, I, I and honestly, as I was looking through this, I was putting together mostly human armies. Mm-hmm. Um, every model that dies. So you're fighting my unit. You kill five models. I roll five dice. Five ups. Yep. Yep. You kill a hero, I roll three dice. Five ups does mortals. Yeah, so this replaces the, the fight on death rule that the blood warriors had yeah but it's dude, it's, it's easier yeah it's simple it works and it's that whole even if you know when you're being killed in melee like you might have just stabbed yeah. me but i'm gonna stab you one last hit you know yeah yeah uh hatred of sorcery every time a friendly and this is all blades of corn not yeah. so uh is affected by a spell cast by an enemy unit or the effects of an endless spell summoned by an enemy unit make a hatred of sorcery roll on a five up, ignore the effects of the spell or the endless spell's abilities and get a blood tithe point. Which is oh, which is amazing. So you playing against a heavy wizard army, every yeah. time they cast a spell, you're getting blood tithe points. Yeah, and it just says affected by a spell. So like an AOE, like a mortal wound bomb spell, something uh-huh. like that, that does like a bunch to a bunch of different units. Man, you roll for each unit. Yes. 
And it's a five up, but still. Yeah. I just, I mean, how many times have I dropped a, okay, pick a spot, all units within six inches. Yeah. Or you drop that, uh, the the Stormcast Meteor. Yeah, this, uh, there's this. I yeah. used to drop that Stormcast Meteor constantly, then pull it back and drop it again. Yeah, oh, I, comet, hit, yeah. I hit three units. Okay, mm-hmm. so I roll three dice. I'll probably get at least yeah. one five up in there. Yeah, the that big unit. one, like a big one here, would be like the Sylvaneth Tree Bomb. Yeah, where they where they do like everybody within three inches of this woods takes this. You know, like God. Yeah. You know, and eight, you eight units are affected. Okay, cool. And the corn player's like sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, legions of yeah, chaos. The faction faction rule. They have that. Everyone. Has oh yeah, that. the coalition. Yeah, the so the yep. faction rule. The coalition units. Two and every four units can be coalition units from slaves to darkness. Yeah, yeah. Now it's interesting here. It says they can have the mark of chaos or corn keyword. Uh, not a wizard, so they yeah, gain can't the be a wizard. Keyword. Yeah. One in every four units can be a coalition that does not have zinch, slanesh, or wizard. They right. gain corn. So, well, piece of chaos. It's, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting that they don't have nerve. Oh, so you can't. But what about if it's already Nurgle? Can you gain corn and Nurgle? Or are there are there Nurgle beasts of chaos? I don't remember. There are not. Okay. Can a coalition from slaves to darkness that has the mark of chaos or corn keyword a mark of mm-hmm. chaos? Okay. Oh, because mark of chaos you have to pick. So I guess not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, coalition aren't allied. We already know the blood tithe. Here's where it gets fun. Yeah, this is the meat of this book. Uh, here's my question: mm-hmm. Does do you have to play this army MSU? Do you ever boost units? Do you ever reinforce units in this army? Yes, you do. Okay, if you're, if you're playing a certain style, you do. We'll talk about that. I suppose mm-hmm. I would just think that smaller units, unless there's bonuses for having bigger units, smaller units uh, MSU it, it increases your blood tithe. Yeah, it just it depends on what you're trying to do. Okay, so let's know? talk about the blood tithe. Um, mm-hmm. You earn blood tithe points and spend them. Okay, yeah. You start with zero every time a unit is destroyed. You gain a blood tithe point. Friend or foe. Friend or foe. Now, also, don't forget we already said hatred of sorcery. You can gain blood tithe points. There's going to be a lot of stuff in this yeah, book that gains you blood tithe points. Yes. At the end of each, 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 each hero phase, uh-huh. not yours. Yep. Everybody's. You can spend blood tithe points on one reward. Each ability costs a number of blood tithe points, and you only spend the t- points on a reward if you have enough points. Uh, also, what's wonderful? Um, oh, right. It says that a couple of these can be picked multiple times and are cumulative: rising yeah. hatred and slaughter of the tribe. We'll get to those later. Yeah. Um, what is most important here is that it, you used to once you spend blood tithe points, you lost all of them. Yeah. Once you spent any, like if I had 50 and I mm-hmm. spent a, on a one blood point cost, I actually yeah. spent all 50. What a ridiculous rule. Yeah. I always thought that was lame. I played a lot of corn in the previous it was, book. It was, it was a bad rule mm-hmm. because it made no sense that I burned they, everything. They, they changed it at the end of the cycle, too. They said that they you don't lose them. Yeah. So now you don't lose them. So now you've got all of these. And so blood points. And we'll just run through them all. Uh, and we don't have to have huge discussions, but each of these has its own use. And first w- one's the best one. Well, and the funniest thing is now that I like we were talking with that dude at at Grognards, mm-hmm. um, who's been playing, who has what I think you, he had like seven thousand points of of corn bloodbound or something like that. Yeah, the or, guy's name was Bloodbound. Yeah, 
Uh, and he was saying how he used to never pick any of the low cost ones because you wasted so many blood tithe points. Why ju- why not just go for the big ones? Right. But he's like, now I can do one thing in each hero phase. So two times per battle round, if yeah. there's enough death, he can pick stuff here. So he's like, sometimes I will pick the little one. So the first one's murder lust. What does that one do? You said it's the best one. What's it it's do? It's the best one. So up to three different friendly. Remember, it's just up to three. So you pick up to three. Uh-huh. Blades of corn units, more than three inches from all enemy units, going to make a move of D6. Roll separately for each unit. They can finish this move within three inches of enemy units. Like, okay. That, yeah, if I'm, if I'm not fighting... I'm moving in I, your hero phase. I get, yeah, it moved D6 inches. Mm. And you can do that every hero phase. Every hero, every hero, phase. Every hero the phase. The end of every hero phase. If your guys aren't in combat... That you're you're messing up because there's no excuse yeah. at this point. I wonder. I wonder if this is going to get nerfed. I, why would it? Because it's so powerful. I mean, it's powerful to get your guys into combat. There's no extra bonus, but it's nice getting your guys into combat. That's what well, you want to do. It's, it's not just about getting people into combat. It's tagging them in combat. Yeah. So now they can't do anything else. That's true, because you can they get can, in. You don't have to actually declare a charge. You can just char- get in. Now I can charge in the enemy hero phase, basically. You're kind of charging. Yeah. And now I'm tagging them, and they can't. But it doesn't can't count as a charge. It so doesn't. you don't get bonuses that you get true. on the charge. I'm just but saying. Now, right. But now that unit can't shoot what it wants. That well, true. Right. I it supp- can't. It can't move where it wants. Now I it has suppose, to retreat. I suppose if this were deemed too. Uh, too good. You could drop it to D three friendly. You units. could. That's what. That's what they would do. That's what I would see. All right. Yeah. Next one is spell eater curse. I'll take this yeah. one. Spend a blood tithe. Two blood tithe points in your opponent's hero phase. So you have to do this one in the whole opponent's hero phase. Immediately after an enemy wizard ca- has cast a spell, but before an unbinding attempt is made. Okay. Yeah. That spell is automatically unbound. Do not make an unbinding roll. You can spend blood tithe points on this reward. You cannot spend any blood tithe points at the end of the same hero phase. So you can do this only once, right? Once once per hero Once per phase. hero phase. So this is the exception to the rule of at the end of the hero phase. You can yeah. do this in the middle of the hero phase if you want. Automatically, if you've got two blood point costs, you can automatically unbound yeah. a spell. Um pretty good the only times that this doesn't work is uh the never only, well no against techless techless who automatically casts a spell like if it says it right. cannot be unbound then you can't do this right and plus yeah because before yeah so that's the only time i can think of but mm-hmm. that's the and this is what corn always did well though even when i was playing against people who played corn in seventh and eighth edition yeah. you always had a bunch of things that were just automatically dispelled magic yeah because this is what Corn hates. He gets the bonus. The Spell Eater mm-hmm. Curse cool. What's the next one? Uh, Brassicle Meteors is another amazing one. Uh, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield, roll eight dice. For each five up, the unit suffers a mortal wound. Add two to each roll if the enemy unit has a wound's characteristics of ten or more, or has ten or more models. Oh, my. Yeah. Ten or more models? That's half of my armies. Yep. Pick an enemy unit, roll a five up. On eight dice, so you're going to average one or two mortal yeah. wounds. But if you add two to the roll, then it's on a three up. Yeah. So you're hitting. You're doing about five mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, eight. Uh, eight dice. Eight dice ups. on a three up. 
Oh, three up, yeah. Because of the plus two on a three yep. up, yeah. It's, yep. it's going to be about yeah. five or six mortal yep. wounds. Now, I mean, you're just going to like half that enemy monster. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I mean, it's their version of shooting, so I guess it's okay. I guess, it's a brassico meter. Yep, it's another cannon. Okay, uh, apople- apoplectic fury. I love the word apoplectic. 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 Yep. Apoplectic fury. Pick a friendly blades of corn unit within three inches of an enemy unit. They can fight. Yep. In the freaking hero phase in the enemy hero phase in yeah because you could pick it in both hero phases it doesn't yeah. say you can't pick the same one in both hero phases nope okay that's great okay rising hatred can be picked multiple times in the same battle yeah and they are cumulative uh, does it say you can only pick it once per battle no 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 it's so you can pick, pick oh, be, oh times, i see it's, it's five blood it's five blood times yeah okay but but still what does this one do? What does this one Add do? Add one to hatred of sorcery rolls until the end of the battle. And that's cumulative. Yeah. So on a five up, I ignore the spell and get a blood tithe point. Mm-hmm. If I have nothing to spend it on, I buy a rising hatred. Now four ups cancel spells and give me a blood tithe point. Right. If I, I do it if, again, three ups. Yeah. I mean, if you're fighting, if you've got like, you know, we're talking about like an MS, you know, multiple small units army. And you're fighting against Zinch or Lumineth or something who's just Sylvaneth who are just yeah. throwing spells left and right. I would I would be pumping points into this if I could because yeah. then their spells are giving me blood dive points and that's yes. actually adding to this. Yes. Do you realize? I mean, now here's a question, and I don't know if they've put out they've probably already put out an FAQ for this army. I just haven't printed it out yet. Um, could you get that down to a one? Or ones always fail, right? Ones always fail. Yeah. Okay, so I could I could spend this. Two it's, up. it's on a five up. So if I sp- if I got it three times, yeah, which would be a lot. That'd be a lot. But if I'm blood dive. but can you picture playing against a Lumineth? Now Lumineth, the one nice thing about them is it's when it's a Blades of Corn unit affected. Lumineth will just spell the hell out of themselves. True. You know, and that's what they'll do. They'll just spell themselves with all their stuff. Yeah, their buffs and whatnot. Um, but still, that Rising Hatred is good. Yeah, I don't know how often it gets used because I don't play this army, but mm-hmm. I like it. I like that they've put in so much stuff. Yeah, that it's like okay, if I can't cancel your spell, I'm just not going to let it affect me. Mm-hmm. Rising hatred to me as a guy who hasn't played one game with this army seems like something I would at least try to get the one in early. Mm-hmm. Get it down to a four, depending on how much magic your opponent has. Right. I mean, oh my god, I'm just thinking about this. What about that spell I have for my um? I think it's a spell for the. Don't my cruel boys have a? I think I have a spell like a that affects the line. whole board. <laughs> yeah, every unit. Yeah, because I get plus one to my my charges, and your whole army gets minus one to your charges. Yeah. All right. Well, if I cast that spell, mm-hmm. you literally roll on this stupid hatred of sorcery table for <laughs> every unit in your army because it says yeah friendly corn unit is affected by a spell cast by an enemy each unit. time a unit is a spell ca- affected by a spell yeah so you're you're 10 or 12 units because you're playing msu right now two of them went off you got two blood tithe points mm-hmm. okay and one like i said once you get to five now it's gone to four so now it's half oh my goodness might not just might not cast that spell. Oh, uh, no kidding. <laughs> but see, and there it goes. That's one of the cool things. That's one of the things I like playing with corn playing against mm-hmm. when I would play against corn, I really had to sit there and judge what spells I was tossing. Right. And trying to get him to use his his uh you know, you know, instant his dispel right. scrolls and stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, try against the stuff that I didn't want him to 
Yeah, you didn't you know, care about. To, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, heads mm-hmm. must roll. This is a six blood tithe points. Improve the rend of melee weapons used by friendly blades of core units by one until the end of the turn. Right. So this is expensive. Yeah. But increasing rend is huge. Plus one rend till the end of the turn. If I know that I'm, I mean, I've already murder lusted my entire army into battle. I've got all these units fighting. Yes. Yeah. This is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? Let the blood flow. Uh, roll a dice for each enemy unit on the battlefield that is within three inches of any friendly blades of corn units. On a two up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. There you go. Boom. Yeah. That's a, uh, Once the whole army's in battle and stuff's getting killed and you're adding yeah. in all these blood tithe points, boom, that one's great. Yeah. And then Slaughter Triumphant. Uh, add, this is another cumulative one, uh-huh. but it's eight blood points. Oh, blood my God. Points. Add one to the attacks characteristics of melee weapons used by friendly blades of corn units until the end of the battle. And that is can be picked multiple times and cumulative. Yeah. Now, okay, now I, now I go. I gotta grab my highlighter because I got it. Where's my? Hold on. It's eight, though. I, I don't even care. I'm just marking the stuff that adds blood tithe points. Mm-hmm. I want to see everything that we come across. We got to mention this. Okay, so okay. hatred of sorcery. Yep. will get you a blood tithe point. Okay. Yes. Because I just want to look, and it has to be a whole unit being destroyed. Get you a blood tithe point. Correct. You know what I did notice on here though? Mm-hmm. There is no summoning. There's summoning on this. On the blood tithe chart? No. Yeah, page 74. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. That's just that. Okay, so someone, if you have blood tithe points at the end of your movement phase. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. This is what, mm. something else I want to talk about. They've broken your blood tithe points into two. Well, now it's in. Same pool. It's the same pool. Same pool. But what I'm yeah. saying is yeah, at the end of the hero phase, yeah. at the end of your hero phase, and at the end of my movement phase. So three times per battle round, I have an opportunity to spend blood yeah. tithe points. Yep. And the thing is, now it, this is where, yes, you really want to collect these because do I want to spend on bonuses or do I want to bring in mm-hmm. these guys? Because, you know, five points. For three blood crushers, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Five points for okay. So let's let's run. Okay, so at the end of your movement phase, you can summon one unit from the list and add it to your army. It costs the number of blood tithe points. It has to be set up more than nine inches away from enemy units, wholly within eight of a hero or sixteen of a skull altar. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, three points gets me a blood master herald of corn or five flesh hounds. Four points gets me a skull master herald of corn. Mm-hmm. Five points gets a skull cannon or a herald on a blood throne or blood crushers, three blood or ten blood letters. Yeah. Six points gets me ten flesh hounds. Eight points gets me twenty blood letters. And ten points can get me any of the three bloodthirsters that I want. Right. Dear Lord. Yeah. And ten blood tithe points. That's a lot, but it's not it's not inconceivable that a multiple small units corn army could do that on the second turn. Multiple small units army could also call up some of these smaller units. Yeah, and if they die, they earn them blood points again. There's yes. so much. Yeah, you can recycle your summon stuff to create more blood tithe points. You got to keep tokens. This is definitely a token thing to keep track. Yeah, but it's fun. Oh, you know, you know. Uh, um. Oh, what, why am I blanking on it? Um, who is it who always plays corn? A good friend of the show, and I'm blanking on his name. He lives in Minnesota now. And why? Uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan Nichols. Yeah, Ryan. Nickel. 
Uh, Nickel plays it, and Nickel has because you know Nickel is a is one is is one of my favorite beer loving individuals, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got little blood bound little beer cans that he keeps his that he used to keep his blood tithe points yeah. that he made, you know, and he yeah. just stack them up and then use them. <laughs> Um, I suppose when you only needed ten because that was the most you could have, and the or that was the most you would have before you would spend it. Right. Uh, it was in, easy, but it's uh, okay. Now that's just all the cool army rules. <laughs> right. That's their battle traits. Yeah. All right. Now um, we're on to enhancement command traits. So yeah. get your highlighter ready. All right. So we got demon generals and corn blades of corn bloodbound generals. Should we should we look? Uh, you know, should we do the rules and then later go back to the heroes, or should we talk about the demon generals and then talk about what they can do? Sure. All right. So let's demon generals flip flip flip. Oh, all right. So that includes basically Scarbrand, all three bloodthirsters. Mm-hmm. Who else is in here? Skull Taker. Karanak, um, he's not a hero though, unfortunately. He, yeah, oh, he, he is. is a hero now. He Karanak's a hero. A hero. Uh, can he be the general? Doesn't say he can't. I suppose you could I have. Thought that was, I thought that was an FAQ with Karanak. Uh, maybe I don't know. You want to check the FAQs real quick while I'm flipping through this? Because you got all the different heralds of corn too. You got two heralds, three heralds. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that can be your your demon general. So let's why don't we go through it? Um, so we've got Scarbrand, who, mm-hmm. and then we've got three different bloodthirsters. They've got a lot of similar rules and similar stuff. Um, I don't want to spend all day going through each bloodthirsters total rules, but they can do a lot of damage. They're bloodthirsters. The best the best, best ones, the unfettered fury, in my opinion. Yeah, they've got some cool stuff. So let's let's kind of go with unfettered fury. We'll start yeah. with him instead of starting with Scarbrand because he is a named character and he's got some cool stuff, but he's different. Mm-hmm. All right, so he's got. Uh, they all have sixteen wounds with a four up save and ten bravery. Yep. They all can start their movement at twelve inches. Ex- Except for, yeah, 12, 12. Then Scarbrand just runs. He doesn't fly. Yeah, Scarbrand can't fly, so he can only move eight. Four guys don't have wings anymore because Corn ripped them off. So oh. he's got a lash that starts with four attacks that does D3 wounds, uh, eight attacks with his axe, hitting on two by twos, rending two D3. He could literally, if he maxed out, get uh, 12 D3 yeah. Do twelve d three wounds on his normal attacks. What's his special mm-hmm. rules? Since he's so, your favorite, so back in the hunt, um, start of your charge phase. Pick up friendly blades. Corning holds in sixteen, not a hero. To the end of that phase, you can attempt a charge. If it's an eighteen instead of twelve, can roll three d six instead of two d six. Oof, so that's super good. And then land rebels is good too. Uh, it's a subtract one to hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units rather than eight inches of this guy. That's it. Full stop. Bunk. Just minus one hit. In addition, at the end of the combat phase, roll a die for each enemy unit within eight inches Mm -hmm. of this unit, and on a four-up, they take D3 mortals. Yep. Lots of doing extra mortals on this army as well. Yeah. Okay. So he's just just great. He He does so much damage. He does a lot of damage, and he debuffs the enemy, and he buffs his own guys. With three d six charges, that is that is actually he is a, a fantastic, super cool unit. Um, and the and, insensate rage guy is just a missile. 
Insensate Rage is crazy. Oh he my really, god! It, it is a cra- that's a crazy unit. I'm just trying to find the the points values here for these guys. Out, outrageous carnage. He may have like the best named rule. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's look at our our different bloodthirsters. Where are they? Uh, okay, Unfettered Fury. He's three thirty. Yeah. Insensate Rage is also three thirty, and Wrath of Corn is three thirty. Scarbrand is three eighty. These are actually pretty cheap, all things being equal. Yeah, I mean they're not super hard to kill. I mean, well, they he's got a four-up four-up armor, a four-up armor, and a five-up ward against shooting if he's not in combat. But he's always going to be in combat. Yeah, but still, the potential for right. all that damage. Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah. If you're taking the, I mean, they all have different roles too. Yeah. So this guy, like you said, like you said, he's buffing the units around him. He's a good. He, if I was picking a general and I was picking a, yeah. a, a demon general, I think yep. I'm taking Unfettered Fury. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Insensate Rage, same stats, same movement. His great axe starts at two attacks, drops down to three, uh, fours by twos. Two rend D three plus three damage. Yeah. So this guy's got a potential. But look at his outrageous carnage roll. That's really yeah. what. He but does, still, yeah. five attacks at four to six wounds apiece. That's still dealing out twenty to thirty damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outrageous carnage. What is uh, unmodifying wound roll for the great axe corn is a six. It causes a number of mortal wounds to each enemy unit. Each enemy unit within eight inches. Equal, yeah. Oh my god! To yeah. the outrageous carnage value on the damage table, in addition to any damage that it inflicts on a target unit. If the unmodified wound roll for an attack is a six. So that's every wound roll yep. of six. Yep. And that starts at four mortal wounds mm. for every unit within eight. That's bananas. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. He's always been kind of like that, but. Yeah, yeah. but it's just yeah. like, he. so he's running in, chopping up a bunch of attacks. He only has up to five. So yeah. the odds are, the okay. It's a, his, his it's thing with force, him is he's only good in combat, right? So, but force to hit. So you're let's say two, let's say three hit. We'll give you three out of the five hit. If you all out attack, maybe it's a little better to hit a six. You might get one. Yeah. You might get lucky and hit you might on get all lucky of them. And spike a couple. If of you them, Yahtzee yeah. this, that's yeah. suddenly you're just cranking them out. But that's yeah, that's bananas. Yeah, he's just the, he's just a missile. Now, if I want to go with the wrath of corn. This guy's got a bunch of stuff. Still, still the same stats. Yeah, uh, he does have an attack called Hellfire Breath. Yeah, so a shooting attack. Uh, it's equal to the number of models in the target unit to a maximum of ten. So you can get up to ten attacks. It yep. is shooting eight inches. It's twos by threes, one rend, one damage. Not amazing, yeah. but still is something cool. He's got another the Blood Flail, threes by threes, one rend, and that starts at six damage. Yeah. So he can he can deal out a little bit of uh, range damage. Yeah, he's got the same axe as the uh, unfettered fury guy. Uh, yes, he does. And so he's doing the same thing with eight attacks, mm-hmm. twos by twos, which eventually drops to twos by fours, but still two rend d three damage. Yeah, this guy he's got his special rules are he like he can like buff other bloodthirsters, which is kind of interesting. Well, and once per turn, he can issue a command without spending a command point, which is great. Mm-hmm. Because it's per turn, yeah. So my turn, your turn. Yep. yep. So that's that's ten free battle battle command points per game if it goes the full five. Yeah. Uh, what's his commander tyrant's rule? So in the combat phase, when you pick this unit to fight, uh, you can pick a friendly 
other bloodthirster, basically, wholly within 16 inches of this unit has not yet fought. That unit can fight one after the other in the order of your choice. So you basically activate him and another bloodthirster of insensate rage or unfettered fury. So they both fight at once. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. But I mean, that's if you have two bloodthirsters, that's 660 points. So that's a, you know, that's a good chunk of your army. And you're pretty much just launching them both into combat and letting them fight one after each. I mean, nothing's going to live through that probably, but yeah, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely have to kill something. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of like use your bloodthirster of unfettered fury to push a unit of five flesh hounds. Go like they take the unleash hell or whatever. Yeah. The 3d six charge. And then you charge these two dudes into that same unit. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Yep. And then you get Scarbrand. Yeah. Who's got a whole bunch of rules, his extra points. Uh, he doesn't move as far, but he's got some cool stuff. His, yeah. his ranged attack, Roar of Total total Rage. Uh, he's got one attack. You got to be within eight inches. Just pick an enemy unit within range and roll a number of attack dice equal to the Roar, which starts off with two, and as he gets wounded, goes up to five dice. Yeah. Each four up, they take a mortal wound. Yeah. Okay. So, not bad. Mm-hmm. That's just something. Uh, and then he's got his two weapons, Slaughter and Carnage. Yeah. Slaughter starts with five attacks and actually gets more attacks as he gets wounded. Mm-hmm. And Carnage, uh, well, we'll talk about Slaughter. Uh, at the start of each battle round, after the first, unless this unit fought in both combat phases in the previous battle round, it becomes enraged. So it has yeah. to be fighting. Uh, while this unit is enraged, use the bottom row on its damage table. That means, because on this, as it gets damaged, it does better. Right. So, yeah, the more he's in combat, the better he is. Yeah. So that would be five roars of total rage, eight attacks with slaughter, which is twos by twos, two ren, three damage. So that's, you know, becomes better. And then he's got his rule for carnage. Uh, the, The attack characteristic for carnage can't be modified. So his other weapon is at one attack and you can't change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't use the attack sequence or anything. Roll a die. The target unit takes eight mortal wounds if the roll is equal then or gra- equal to or greater than the carnage value on the table. Yeah, it starts if at it, one. It's, well, <laughs> it starts at four. Well, yeah. But if he hasn't fought, it drops right. to one. Right. You so throw over it. It just does eight mortals. But if you roll a six, it does double that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you just, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can charge. It it has it can charge within eighteen inches. It's got a three d six charge roll. Yeah, yep. So all of these are great. Yeah, they're all good in their own different way. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on your flavor of what you want to pick. I, yeah, they I mean, made, and they made Scarbrand easier to use before. He was kind of like he kind of there was an interaction between Scarbrand and the Bloodthirster of Unfettered Fury that was just screwed up in the last book. Wasn't like the, there something if he rolled double sixes, you like it, it was just like he did like thirty six mortal wounds or some nonsense. I, I can't it was, remember. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was something crazy, and it was complicated to use because you had to keep track of where he was and if he fought and if he didn't fight and all this garbage. And the Bloodthirst of Unfettered Fury had a thing where he could push models, kind of like how Murder Lust works. Oh right, okay. He he could do that. Oh, so okay. he he could he could push things or no it, you know he could uh, he could make things pile in, uh, 
more than three that, that were six inches away or something like that. Okay. So what you do is you'd use Scarbrand with him. You'd pile Scarbrand in. Oh, he doesn't count as this thing because this thing happened. And he was like, and then he would just always be enraged no matter what you did. It was like a rules interaction that was just busted. But they don't do that anymore, so that's good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Scarbrand with the Insensate Rage kind of go together really well. Unfettered Fury goes together well with almost anything. Yeah. Um, but you could, yeah, you could have a bunch of Bloodthirsters in your army. You could have three of them and have a thousand points of Bloodthirsters just running around killing Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Um, Skulltaker, you like Skulltaker. I do. I've always liked Skulltaker. He's Skull a cool Taker. one. He's yeah. got seven wounds, a five-inch move, and a four-up save. Uh, he does have five attacks, and once again, a lot of a lot of twos by threes, twos by twos by this stuff. One ren, two damage. Yeah. Unmodified hit rolls of six do two. So it's and it's to hit. Unmodified hit rolls of six do two mortals, and it ends. Yeah. If it's a hero, it does three mortals. Yeah. It's, and this, he's also got a four-up ward, too. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got a four-up save basically no matter what. Yep. He's cheap. He's 140 points. Super cheap. He's definitely, he's almost in every list, it seems like. Yeah. And he um, has strike last, or he has strike first against heroes. Yes. Every, oh, oh uh, also, here, oh, here's another one. Where's my highlighter? Hold yeah, on. get your highlighter here. It is skulls for the skull throne. Yeah. So um, if he's in the army... Um, it, if he kills a hero, you get a blood, extra blood tithe point. Yep. Every time an enemy hero is slain by attacks made by this, so if he kills a hero, uh, which is easy because sixes do three mortals to heroes. <laughs> yeah. Also, he can issue a challenge: pick an enemy hero within three inches until the end of that phase. The strike first effect applies to him, uh, but all of his attacks have to go after the hero. Yeah. I mean, so, you put him. You put him on like, uh, you know, uh, finest hour. Yeah, now he's two's hit, two's wound, rend one, two three damage against heroes, two against everyone else, and then he's got three up save. I well, mean, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I mean he's 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 definitely a hero killing machine, but he is the skull taker. That's yeah. his whole lore. That's, it. that's his and deal. this fits to the lore because he literally yep. the reason he's got skulls all over his thing is because those are the ones where he's brought them to corn and corn said you did a good enough job, you can keep this one. Right. So he's proudly displaying. He's not keeping them from corn. He was gifted them. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy he sends out. Karanak. It yep. can, so I found his thing. He's not a leader. He doesn't have. Oh, he doesn't have leader. So he can't be. A, so he's a hero, but he can't be the general. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I didn't think you could send this thing out. Here's another thing that corn that sends out if he wants to kill things, especially wizards. Yeah. Um. Seven wounds, four up save. Unbind one spell like a wizard. If you unbind the spell, uh, the caster takes D3 mortals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus two to charge. Um, that's, his cool thing is Call of the Hunt. Yeah. Friendly summoned flesh hounds can be set up within nine inches of the enemy unit as long as they are also within eight inches of this unit. So oh, if he's yeah. fighting, you can bring them in basically in three and a half inches away. No, no, in combat. You can bring them into in combat. Okay. Doesn't say, doesn't it doesn't say, you, say can. you can't. You're right. It's not more than three inches. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's always cool. <laughs> yeah, it's neat. And then uh, after deployment, but before the first battle round, pick a hero to be your quarry. At the end of the enemy movement phase, if you're more than nine inches away from it, you can make a normal move, which is eight inches. Yeah. It must finish closer to the quarry than it was at the start of the move if you're using it. That's, once again, just flying them in. And so many hero killers 
in this yeah. army, which just yeah, it take. The- that's that's the lore, right? Skull. It's the those are the worthy skulls. Those are the ones you want, right? And those are the ones we really want to collect. And it, how many times in this book did you read? And this uh, this is honestly this is one of the things that as I was reading their lore, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking in the where they have each unit entry for the different units. Yeah, at least half of them said something to the effect of, as they ride into battle on their mounts, or as they run into battle, they will scan, and when they find a, a, like a, 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 someone who is obviously a worthy opponent, they yeah. make a line straight for them, crushing everything in their path to get to that guy. Yeah, that's so, they, yeah, yep. the basic units, I mean, yeah, that's the mop-up later. You definitely want the skulls. Mm-hmm. But all of these characters are going, they're, they're character hunters. Now, just so we know, we'll quick just talk flesh hounds really fast. Um, they they're not nearly as good, you know, as 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 Karanek, but they're still good. They have two wounds apiece. They only have a five up save, but they can also units of flesh hounds can unbind a spell. Yeah, they don't do the D three mortal wounds if they unbind it, but units of flesh hounds can dispel. I think flesh hounds are excellent. They're, I mean, they're great. They're hundred points for five. Yep. I prefer them to... It's just the way I just play this game. I, I just prefer them to the... If that's going to be your you know, your meat shields, you know, uh-huh. I prefer them to the... Marauders? Uh, to the, or, yeah, the Bloodbound guys. Yeah, they're the pretty blood good. Uh, and then we've got a couple of Heralds of Corn, different types of Heralds. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, the Bloodmaster. He's awesome. Yeah, six wounds, four up save. Uh, he also does the same thing where he does mortal wounds on sixes to hit. Yeah. Uh, when you pick him to fight, you can pick a flen- friendly blood letter unit within 16, wholly within 16, yeah, they can. and they can just fight right next with him. Yep. Which is great. So you're fighting with two units. Yeah. And he also he's, has he's a, a prayer. He's a, he's a priest. Yeah. So all, all, the, all the blood letter care heroes are priests. <laughs> are they all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then he's got blood mark. So on a three, well, maybe that the herald, uh, the herald of corn on juggernaut. He might not be a priest. He's uh, not. He's not. But the guy on foot is, and then the guy on the blood throne is. Yeah, the skull master, which is now the herald on juggernaut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he has blood mark within sixteen inches. Pick an enemy unit. Until the start of your next hero phase, plus one to wound for attacks made by friendly <laughs> Blades of Corn Demon units. Mm. So all your Blades of Corn Demons are now plus one to wound. Yeah, it's bonkers. Which basically brings them to twos to wound. Yep. And so all your minuses and stuff, all that minus stuff. See, that's great. It just adds that to that. And then it's like, okay, so you're minus one. Now I'm going to, you know, because you, like I think with my, yeah. with my uh, Cruel Boys, all the minus ones. Yeah, that I can well, throw, and it's like, well, okay, but then I'll just, uh, you know, all out attack and get that one back. You that's know, like the re- it's the reinvigoration of the old tried and true, you know, corn demon, you know, the corn mower. Yeah, Have you heard of that? You know, yeah, the, the corn mower, giant unit, giant unit of blood letters, just geeked up to the maximum amount of attacks. Like you can mm-hmm. get, like you can probably you can get the the buffs you can do to these things just outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's crazy. If you put if you put the herald on a juggernaut, basically you get juggernaut attacks on top of it, and it, on a charge, you can roll a die uh, for an enemy unit within three inches after you charge, and on a two up, you do D three mortals. On a two up, 
Yeah, board has impact hits, which is yep. cool. Uh, you can declare the Blood Thunder Stampede once per battle. Uh, you can have this guy do the Blood Thunder Stampede. Uh, if you do, until the end of that phase, reroll charge rolls for all friendly Blood Crusher units wholly within 16 inches. Yeah, look at his armor save. Three up. And the Blood Crushers are also three ups. Yeah. Blood Crushers are great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they they like increase their armor save by two points or something. I think they used to have like a five up or something. It was it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, once you make a charge roll, you know, with the blood crushers, mm-hmm. you roll a die for each model in the blood crusher unit, and you can do anywhere from you can do one or on a two up you'll do a mortal wound on a five up you'll do two. Yeah. And I mean they only do one damage, but uh, you know out, out of five attacks. Mm-hmm. But the unmodified uh, six to hit, yeah, it's it's is the one damage still. Yeah, it's they the impact it. hits. It's the impact hits, which is cool. And then it's the uh, armor save and the amount of wounds they have. Yeah, five I wounds. Mean, yeah, but it just it seems crazy that these guys are three by threes mm-hmm. with uh, you got, the five up ward. They're three up armor. The five up ward. Yeah, they're fast. They're I'm just dur- looking at they're this. They're very durable. But like they don't, stand- seem, to, this, they don't yeah. seem to divvy out a lot of damage. No. But that's not really their role. I would They're, think it would be when you're driving mm, on a giant blood crusher. You would think, but their role really is to pin, yeah, things, pin stuff in, in place, pin, yeah, pin stuff in the end in their enemy's deployment. It zone, just in seems crazy because when you read the yeah. lore, these yeah. things come rushing through, and they not—I mean—they knock gods out of the way. It sounds, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So this one, I feel like it—it it plays to the lore in all but the main aspect, which is the killing part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you put them on a blood throne. Um, yeah. Blood Throne's pretty cool. It's got a lot of stuff. Um, I wish that I wish it was cooler because then people would take it because it's yeah. such a it's a kind of a cool model. Yeah, ten wounds, four up save. It is it's kind of expensive. Um, hit rolls of sixes with their blade uh, does a number of mortal wounds equal to its damage characteristic. So it's damage two, but I suppose if you could change that. So sixes do mortals equal to the damage characters, which is cool. Yeah. Every time you kill a model, you sl- every time a model is slain by an attack by this unit, you can heal a wound of this unit. That's cool. That right there makes it seem like this would stay for a long time. I just go it attack should. units, yep. and I, oh, I killed six. Well, I heal back six wounds. I'm back to mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. And, and then it has a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And this prayer, add one to chanting rolls if you're within three inches of the enemy. This and is why you, this is why you might take it. If answered, pick a friendly blood letter host or blood crusher unit wholly <laughs> within range or visible. If the unit's a blood letter host, return D6 models. If it's a blood crusher, return one. I don't understand why this doesn't get taken more. Is it too expensive? At, that's, on that's, a blood that's, throne. That's why you might take it. Where is it in the list here? How many points is this thing? Blood throne. Blood throne looking for it. I'm just not... Oh, um, I can find it here. <laughs> Scintillating. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, but I'm scrolling down here. Why am I missing? Um, yeah, I got it. In the rules. Oh wait, I know why. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm, oh, I'm blind. This is the worst radio ever. <laughs> You know what it is? I just I have a couple of things piled up here, and I couldn't find the stupid right page. I was looking at the wrong oh. thing. Yeah. Okay. Duh. Blood throne. How many points is this? We've got. It's got to be right in here. One sixty. One sixty is it? Yeah. 
for ten wounds with a four ups, it just I guess it could die easy. It doesn't have a ward. Right. Well, he, has, I mean, he has a ward in shooting. But if you're playing if you're playing a lot of And he's a hero, you could give him an item. Yeah, blood letters and blood host. It seems like that would be if you're taking a lot What's of good? demons, that would yeah. seem the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and then the blood crushers themselves, they're standard bearer. They have like the reality blinks ability. Right, right, right. Where if you roll one, you just return one. Like that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, All yeah. right, but that's cool. You know, so let's do this. Let's jump into. Um, hold on, just looking at something here. Uh yeah, we've been going for almost an hour and we haven't even gotten through the rules, dear lord. But we are also covering the the units. Let's talk about things demons can have. Let's go back yeah. to the command traits. Yep. yep. Okay. Um get your highlighter. All right. So, at the start of the hero phase, my hero phase, I can roll and on a 2 up for all blood letters, I can return D3 blood letters on a 2 up. Yep. That's that's not a bad one if you're so playing blood now, letters. So, now you combo that guy with the guy in the skull throne. Oh yeah. See that's yeah. yeah. Um if your general has this command trait, begin the battle with a blood tithe point. So Boom. there's one. Uh the general is a priest. They know an additional prayer from the blessings of corn. If they're already a priest, yeah. Oh yeah, if they're already a priest. So now you get two blood blessings because yep. you're a on a, a general on a skull throne. Yep. Which is kind of awesome. And then there's yeah. And the last one is at the end of the combat phase, if you fought and you're within three inches of an enemy unit, you can make a pile in. Hmm. Alternatively, at the end, if you fought and you're more than three inches, you can make a normal move or attempt to charge. Hmm. Uh, So I kill everything I have, and then I can charge at the end of the combat phase into another thing. Yeah. Which one of these is the good one? Mm, I think think it depends on what you're doing. Like, if you're just a bloodthirster... And you're fleeting mortals, then I would say favorite of corn is probably good. Start with a blood tithe. Just start with a blood tithe. Then you can move in your. You can literally start if you're even if your opponent starts the game first, you can move three units in his hero phase. True. <laughs> um, if you're running tons of blood letters, I suppose I, embodiment of wrath. Yeah, pretty for good. Sure. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Uh, okay, so what else? Uh, artifacts for the demons. Yeah. Uh, a four up ward against mortal wounds. Very, uh, I, I hate when they're just mortal wounds. Yeah, uh, I love the King of Blades. No ward rolls for enemy units within three inches of this guy. Mm-hmm. Halo Blood's the best one, though. Strike first, mm-hmm. yeah, strike first is always nice. Put that on a Bloodthirster, and you just stand in the middle of the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hi, that's, hi, here I am. That's really okay, good. We, I, I charge you, great. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I really do like the King of Blades, though. I like not getting ward saves because so many times you're fighting and some, you know, someone's just like ward saving yeah. the heck out of you. It's like, nah, yeah. that we're done with that. Mm-hmm. And Skull Shard Mantle is good, too, but it's only for him. Which yeah. Is, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Some of these are priests. I suppose we should go over the different prayers. Well, the, the fact that you can just, they, they don't have like a demon priest in, and then a mortal priest. They just all share the same ones. Yeah. Okay. We'll come it's back to this one cool. then. Yeah. Because you can now you can now you've got your demon priest who's got two prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he could pick pick two of these basically. Yeah. And they're good. 
I yeah. mean, Bronze Flesh is fantastic. I mean, we'll go over those later. We'll go yeah. over those a little later. Oh, yeah. you know what we didn't do, and we should do this too because this is important. And then we'll probably do this and then take a break and come back and talk about the mortals. Yeah. Um, we never talked about the slaughter hosts. Yeah, the slayers. I was just going to say. So there's three demon ones. Why don't you uh, take those and then we'll just cover those and then we'll yeah. cover the other slaughter hosts after we talk about yep. the different yep. so guys. There's, so there's Reapers of Vengeance. Get your get your highlighter. Okay. Uh, plus one to hit. Made for all friendly Reapers of Vengeance demon units that target an enemy hero. In addition, each time an enemy hero is slain, you receive an additional blood tithe point. Okay. So that's still only for heroes, but it's extra points. And yep. once again, this army... This army seems focused on killing heroes. Yeah. Worthy skulls. Blood lords. Okay, so if I pick blood lords, there we go. Uh, when you use the decapitating blow ability for a blood lords, blood letter unit, mortal wounds, this is the corn mower. Uh, mortal wounds are causing an unmodified wound roll of five instead of six if they made a charge. Yes. So that's the corn mower now. now you've so, got and your blood letters I, count for all the blood letters. Because oh, yeah. the blood letter, so that's your blood throne, yeah. your skull master, your blood yeah. crushers, your blood yeah. letters. It's yeah. all of them. So if you're all. playing all corn demons, yeah. that's actually not bad. So it's the twenty blood letters in a battalion that they all fight within a half inch of each other, with the five up mortals. When they you can mm-hmm. boost them up to like four attacks each. You can give them plus one to wound. Now they're doing like. They're hitting on twos. They're wounded on twos with four attacks each, doing mortals on fives. It's like, woof. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now uh, there's also Baleful Lords. If you're playing, yep. a, if you're playing like three Bloodthirsters or yeah. whatever, this is what you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, if and, and this doesn't count for Scarbrand. None of right. I'm saying here uh, affects Scarbrand. Yeah. If any of these bloodthirsters are within eight inches of any other friendly mm-hmm. bloodthirster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you use their top row, no matter how much damage they've taken, right? For all their stuff, which is great. Yeah. And if you're playing them, you just you know, run them up because that that reminds you of that old they would they had that old battalion where if one fight they all get to fight like that yeah. was the whole battalion rule, which was right. bananas. Yeah, because it's like I got to sit there while three freaking bloodthirsters tear up yeah. whatever it is that they're going to destroy and then it's yeah. like okay now it's your turn it's like oh I mean, well yeah I mean you can have an army with five bloodthirsters and three units of flesh hounds <sighs> that's so stupid <laughs> it's awesome but it's so dumb okay. it's so <laughs> dumb <laughs> alright so you know what let's take our break yep. and we're going to come back and we will talk about the mortals and then, then the little odds and ends wrappy ups okay yep sounds good Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. 
That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. We're back, and we are going to talk some humans, some mortals. All right, so we've got... So let's talk about the mortal heroes first. Yeah. Uh, first one, I guess, is Corgus. I mean, he's the man. Okay, so let's just run through how many we got. We got Corgus. We got the Realm <laughs> Gore Ritualist, which is the new model. Yeah. We've got Corn uh, Lord on a Juggernaut. Guy's cool. Scar Bloodwrath. Valkia. Amazing. Mighty Lord of Corn, Blood Secrator, Holy Mackerel, yep. Slaughter Priest, Skull well, you got the Grinder. Gortide, man. There's eight of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Slaughter Priest, Skull Grinder, Aspiring Deathbringer, Exalted Deathbringer. Yeah. I think that's Blood it. Blood Stoker. Oh, yeah. Blood Stoker. Uh, I hate that model. He just looks so dopey. Got just drum. Weird big fat guy with a lot of teeth. He's awesome, though. Got drum. We oh that's right and Drum is part of the yeah Underworlds he's warband. an Underworld war band that's Magor right Megor and Garrick uh, okay we're gonna uh, <laughs> you know what honestly what upsets me is that they've got some cool rules for some of they these guys do. and they are vital if you're playing a multiple small units army those units are vital all right so because they're <laughs> cheap too yeah. all right so we have a thousand heroes to cover so let's <laughs> let's okay let's try to do this without taking seven days all right. Yep. Just because this is bananas. We're Corgus. not going to go through other stats. We're going to say what makes them cool. How about yeah. that? Okay. Because okay. uh, here's the thing. When you look at a lot of this, yeah, they're, these guys are almost all uh, like hitting threes by threes. Yeah. yeah. They all okay. have at least one rend and two damage. Like none yep. of these guys are wimpy. They all have decent basic stats. Some guys have two rend. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of threes by well, threes well, with rend we, and we good can, we damage. Can, we can literally just say what makes them cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. Corgus. Corgus is he's like the ultimate corn lord. He's on foot and his but his thing is the reality splitting axe. Yes. Now he's great. He does come with uh his model on his base comes with yeah. his, his his old guy, his yeah. old friend. Yeah, his uh what is it? His, what are those his called? Goat the, boy. His goat boy, his flesh hound goat his boy, flesh hound. Them all. Um he's the guy from all the stories. He is corn's yeah. He's the dude. He's the Lord of the Gortide. This yeah. is the guy who honestly, you know, you know we talk about how the lore moves forward. Yeah. I would love to see in the lore him reach demonhood. I would love to see a yeah. demon prince. Well, that's his a, quest, right? That's uh, yeah. what he wants. Yeah. That's his quest. And then you could have both models in the game, and you just can only yeah. play one or the other. You could play Corgus pre or post. But, I mean, this guy came that close. Mm-hmm. And so few make it, it would be cool. And I'm not saying right now. Yeah. But, yeah, of all of Korn's forces, this guy was an Akshi. This guy is the one who killed all those people that ripped open the re- in reality that let Korn come through in the realm of uh, when the Age of Chaos started. And yeah. he has thrived. Mm-hmm. He can unbind one spell, just like he's a wizard. Yeah. His, his collar of Korn on his flesh hound does that. Um, uh, his, he also has that Akshi's Bane where he can pile in if he's within eight inches, which is bonkers. He's got an eight-inch pile in. <laughs> eight he is in range within eight. It's so dumb. Yeah. 
Um, so go over the reality splitting acts. So if you do any wounds to something uh, and they were not slain by it, at the end of the, any phase, roll a die on a five up, that unit's dead. That's it. Bye-bye. Okay, I just got to read this again because it seems <laughs> it seems too good almost. Okay. It's amazing. So first you have to do the blood dark claws first yeah, because so he, well, you got to allocate those wounds first because then the axe yeah, of corn sure. comes in. Yeah. At the end of any phase, if any wounds caused by the axe were allocated to an enemy unit and that model was not slain. Wait a minute. At the end of any phase, die. if any wounds caused by the axe in that phase were allocated to an enemy unit and not slain. Mm-hmm. Okay, but doesn't it have to be allocated in that phase too? No. So at the end of any no, no. phase, no, if, no, any, no. Any, if any wounds caused by this unit's axe of corn in that phase were allocated to your enemy model, and that enemy model has not been slain, roll a die. Right. On a five up, the enemy model but is it slain. Has, so, it's in any... Okay, but why it says... So, so, it's You don't do it at the end of every phase. You no, do this no, no. in case he attacks in the hero phase. Exactly. Okay, that's what I want. It's, you don't just roll that at the end of every no. freaking no. phase. It's, no, he no, has no. to do damage. Correct. That, that's... Uh, you could take down and, I mean, unless the thing says you can't be auto killed, because right. there are sure. there are models right. that say you can't auto kill. Yeah, Ar- Archeon. But on a five up, Nagash, I can I can do an extra Mega five Gargans. or ten wounds or whatever yeah. to Gargans yeah. or whatever it is. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Yep. Also, once per battle, at the start of the combat phase, he can just call the Gore Tide, which is plus one to the murder rolls. Right for every Gore Tide Bloodbound model. So that's when you charge in your big units of all this stuff of your Bloodbound. <sighs> Yeah, I, I'm torn. This is two armies in one book, and yes, you can mix them. It is two, but armies God, in one it book. feels like I could just—I don't know which one I'd want to do. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like I want to do the mortals, the bloodbound, mm-hmm. and mix them up because it feels like my slaves yeah. to darkness stuff. Yeah. All right, Realm Gore ritualist. Yep, what is this guy going to do? She's a priest. She's got a. She's a. She can actually debuff things with her blood hex, and she can uh, pl- give people plus one to hit once per game. Once That's per it. battle at the end of the movement yeah. phase, pick one objective within three inches, and then yeah. if you do so, add one yeah. to hit rolls for bloodbound within eight. In- That's not great. No, but her. I mean, she's. She's. I mean, oh, look at her. Her attack is crazy. One it just attack. Spi- three, it just spikes three, so hard. Yeah, two ren d six damage. That's <laughs> like oof. And she's got her prayer uh, value of four, 16 inches. Pick an yeah. enemy unit until this minus one for their attacks characteristic to a minimum of one for their melee weapons. That's good. That's good. Lord but of Corn on Juggernaut's got a Juggernaut, which Look honestly... His save. Two up. Mm. Well, that's the Juggernaut. You got a three up save yeah. and you add the Juggernaut. You know, he's got a two up save with eight wounds. He's got a five up against yeah. mortals by spells uh-huh. and uh-huh. M- endless spells. Yep. And then, the, the, and then the Juggernaut, the Blood Crushers themselves also have a two up save. Yeah. Okay, so... The, the this guy's this guy's just a tank. Corn Lord also does not D three, but three mortals on a two up after he charges. Yeah, and once per battle he can call the Brass Stampede, which yep. is calling all those. You can yeah. re-roll, charge re-roll charges. He's just a tank, and he's better. He's better than he was. He does more damage now. <laughs> I just don't. Okay, I'm just. I keep laughing at the Juggernaut. Hmm. Three attacks, threes by threes, no rend, one damage. <laughs> that yeah. giant beast doesn't do more than some yeah. horses. Right. It is kind of dumb. All right, Scar Blood Wrath. Yeah, he's just annoying. He's like your blood tithe generator, blood tithe point bank. He is his attack characteristic. It's it, it's what it is. It's like he does he it's per amount of people that are around him. It's five. 
yeah. minimum or three, uh, you know, number of enemy models within three inches of the attacking unit. So mm-hmm. you're going to get at least five. Yep. Um, what's cool, a, yeah, is his slaughterborn ability. <laughs> yeah. Explain this. So at the end of the movement phase, if he's been destroyed, every movement phase, roll 2d6 on an eight up. You can set up this unit anywhere on the battlefield more than nine from all enemy units and no wounds allocated to it. He just like resurrects himself in a pool of blood. And so it's every movement phase. So once yeah. he dies, every movement phase, he may yeah. come back. Yeah. You just and, launch him forward, get him and killed. And it doesn't matter how many times he dies. No. He just comes back. And you get a blood tithe point every time he dies. And you get an extra murder roll for Wrathmongers. So they get two murder rolls. Yeah. Sure. Hey, <laughs> that's not really, that's, yeah. You know what? Those murder rolls add up, though. Once they again, do. this army is just piling on the extra mortal wounds. That's what's freaking crazy about this yeah, army. But yeah, his his main thing though is that he's, he's literally just goes up, does a bunch of damage, dies, gets you a blood tithe point. Now Valky is not a demon. No, she's a mortal. She is Both a these mortal. Guys are mortal. Yeah, she's and, cool, and she is cool. Now she was. Uh, she's uh, got a great. Book her back. Her, yeah, her book is great. Her backstory is great. Basically, picture someone who is leading the armies. She's a female leader leading this army. She's mm-hmm. crushing it left and right. And then, basically, her army turns against her. The leaders. Mm-hmm. The leaders are jealous, and they try to yeah. kill her. Yeah. And her rage corn lets her not die, and she comes back super powered, demon demon enhanced, but not a demon. Right. And just starts killing everybody. Yeah. Uh, she can fly. She can be set off in the skies as a reserve. Yeah, one of the rare units in this book that can do that. Bring her in more than nine inches uh, from the enemy, then pick an enemy within ten inches. So that's when you drop him just over nine. Yeah. And roll a die. And if you land on a two-up they take as many mortals as the die roll. Yeah, so she whips her spear at them. Yeah, basically. it just comes flying in. Mm-hmm. She's got a five-up ward, under three-up save, plus three to bravery of other bloodbound units within 16. Mm-hmm. However, they cannot retreat while they're within 16. These sure. are all great little yeah, she's bits. she's super cool. She's got three-up save, super six buff, wounds. Super buff character there. She's super cool. Add three to the bravery is huge because a lot of these units, <laughs> yeah. you know, that puts them... I mean, you know, you've got some guy like Blood Reavers are a five. Maybe you don't really want them to stay around. (laughs) As soon as they battle shock off, you get a blood tithe. Yeah, but I'd rather keep them and keep putting them back. Or I suppose, yeah, I suppose Mm -hmm. you get a blood tithe point. Uh, Regular Lord of Corn, not on a jugger. He's basically, okay, and the thing is, this is the Corgus Cool model if you don't want to play him as Corgus Cool. Yeah, but he doesn't have the reality splitting axe. Nope. He's got uh, got a different command ability. His command ability um, must be a gore-chosen unit. They strike first. Which is awesome. Yeah. You can pick it at the start of the combat phase, and you can give a gore-chosen unit strike first, yep. which is great. Uh, who else? Blood Secrator. Oh, he got nerfed, but yeah. that's okay. But he's still not that bad. Um, no, he's, I mean, he's got his icon of the blood god is awesome. Yeah. Uh, when he issues the rally command to friendly bloodbound unit with a wounds characters of three or less, you can put one slain model for each four up instead of six up. So that's really good. It's really good. Yeah, that's really good. And there's a there's a Galician champions ability right now, mm-hmm. like inspiring leader or leadership of the alpha, and mm-hmm. then in the book right now you can you can once per battle 
you can issue the rally command three times. <clears throat> oh. Mm. So that so he can just issue this one. Yeah. Three times. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> All right. And then um once per battle you can pick a friendly unit. Uh, and plant the eye. So you, he basically can plant yeah. his icon. Yeah. Plus one attacks for friendly blades of core units on the battlefield. Mm. So when you're getting ready to unleash the corn mower on somebody, yep. You just plant the banner. Boop. Plus yep. one attack on all your blood letters. Great job. And then you've got other stuff in here that grants extra attacks too. So you could just suddenly become a, a grinder. Yeah. Uh, Slaughter Priest. He can unbind a spell like he's a wizard, and he has a prayer blood boil. Pick an enemy unit within 16 and give it D6 mortals. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, just once. Oh, God, how many mortal wounds does this army dish out? A lot. Uh, the Skull Grinder, which is a model I love, but that yeah. hammer on a chain just, I mean, the axe head's on a chain for the, for the, for the dwarves. I, uh, yeah, I forgave. This just is weird, but God, he's 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 pretty good too. Actually, he's he's, uh, he's swinging that anvil. Plus yep. one damage when you attack a monster. Yeah, four damage. Uh, yeah. Then uh, then if you do make some wounds, then they the monster strikes last. And at the end of deployment, you can pick a friendly hero within eight inches to have their weapon. Tempered. If you do so, pick a hero's melee weapons and improve the rend by one until the end of the battle. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that more than once to any unit, but just adding one rend to one of your guys' yeah, weapons. Just for, just for nothing. Yeah. It's good. Uh, aspiring Deathbringer. Uh, he's just your basic hero. Yeah, basic dude. So, but they still these guys all have like six wounds and a yeah. three-up save. And three-up save on that guy. Okay, like this guy. Five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Yeah. Which I can improve his rend to two rend if I want. Unmodified hit rolls of six do one mortal in addition to yeah. the two damage. And that, you know how many points that guy is? He's like 100, isn't he? He's 80. He's 80? Yeah. Why wouldn't you throw one of these guys in? Mm-hmm. These guys are all cool. And then and then if he does well enough, he becomes an exalted death bringer who has take- more attacks. He takes all his armor off and becomes Exalted Deathbringer. Yeah, so he goes down to a 5-up save but has many more attacks. He has a 5-up ward. He has a 5-up ward. Um, so you get to pick the Skull Gouger. Or the, the Spear. The, or the, the big axe and the claw or the guy with the huge spear. Uh, spears, you add one to hit rolls. Oh, no, he add ones to hit rolls for attacks made by this unit wholly within inch, 8 inches of another blood unit. It's a goofy roll. So if he's near more units, he gets he hits on twos. But it's got to be the good. general. It's going to be the general. Friendly bloodbound unit that is a general. Oh, so this guy stays near. Oh, that makes sense, though. Yeah. Because he's got his eight heroes around him. Right. So this guy around him stays near the general, so he gets plus one to hit near the general. Yeah. Unmodified save rolls for melee attacks if right. he's got him, yeah. the if, if he's the got the gouger. axe and the skull gouger. Uh sixes sixes on save rolls for him. The attacking units take D three mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. If cool. the unmodified save so that's so if I had like seven saves and rolled three sixes. Yeah. That's 3D3 mortal wounds. 3D3 wounds. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Are there any other heroes we need to talk about? Oh, there's the Blood Stoker. Uh, You can pick... Oh, you know what? I think that rule is B. If an unbiased save roll for an attack... 
You did that no, get it's, 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 it's got to be per six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's each six, yeah. So, And then the Bloodstoker, okay. at the start of the movement phase, pick D3 other units within three inches, roll a dice. Regardless of the roll, they can run yeah. and charge later, but on a oh, one, yeah. it takes a mortal wound. Sure. Yeah, the Bloodstoker's, I hate this model, but he's so important. He, he's an idea. He's a an intricate piece to the Bloodbound army. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you you wind up b- trying to put in eight heroes, like the yeah. game says he does, because you can. each I, yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, I think you can if you pick the Gore Chosen. Can you pick Drom as a as your general? Uh, yes. Is he? Is, wait, does he have a leader keyword? I think I think he's a leader. Yeah, you can. Yep. Wow. So Drama is a leader. Okay. And what about yeah. those other uh No, so the other ones, the Reavers and those guys are not Magor's fiends. Those guys aren't leaders. But Drom can right. be a leader. So I guess we should talk about him. Yeah. He can unbind a spell like a r- wizard and he's got a prayer that goes off on four. Pick a point on the battlefield and draw a straight line between those two points. Roll a die for each enemy unit passed over on a two up. It takes D3 mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah. And he's got he's, his gore chosen, which, you know, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Uh, so those are our heroes of corn. Lots of them. Lots of cool things you can be doing. Mm-hmm. And so let's go back to... Let's see. All right. So their command traits. Yeah. Uh, plus one damage for attacks. One to the damage characteristics uh, when you're fighting heroes isn't bad. Plus yep. one to roll and charge rolls. And for friendly Blood Reavers, Claws of Karnak, or Flesh Hounds when they're within 16. Yeah, so it's like all your mortal, like, barbarian-type dudes. Yep. So, yeah, barbarian lords and the rule. And Flesh Hounds for some reason, which is kind of awesome. Yep. Uh, plus one attack of melee weapons for friendly gore chosen, hol- ho- chosen holy within six. That is super That's good. That's so good. That is so good. And then a priest can extra can chant two prayers. That's the one I kind of like. Yeah, getting to chant an extra prayer is actually really good. Mm-hmm. If I had two, you know, if I had an extra one to pick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm that extra prayer is good, but that Lord of the yeah. Gore chosen. I know. Plus I know. one it's attack a, is yeah. so good. Yeah, it's insanity. Uh, well, it has to be a Gore chosen unit. But so, but if I'm playing once again, if I'm playing all. Well, Gortors and units are only the heroes in the Bloodbound. Oh, that's and, right. And that's only right. some of them. And only some of them. Oh, so that does that does cut you back quite a bit. Yeah. And they've all got to be near you. Yes. All right. So maybe that's not as good. Maybe you're right. Maybe the two prayers is good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. What about the artifacts here? Um yeah, here you went. At the end of the combat phase, if any wounds were caused by an attack made by go. the bearer against a hero or monster and not negated, you get a blood tithe point. Boom. So I give my hero and send him out against heroes, and every time I do any wounds, I get a blood tithe point. And the time you kill him, you get... A blood tithe point. And another... Yeah, probably, you might get two. Well, yeah, because... Because you kill him, and then you wounded him. Yeah, so you when you two, wound him and kill him. he's dead, him. so you get three. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, reroll charge rolls for friendly blades of corn units wholly within 16. That's yeah. not bad for the blood secretor. Yeah. Because he's already doing the, the extra bonuses. So giving him that. Uh huh. Where is he? What did he give them? I just want to go back and find him real he quick. He gives the rally command on a four up instead of six. Right. If your three wounds are less than once per game plus one attack. 
Oh, so the re-rolling charge rolls, that doesn't actually, that's, so that's not, that's not a boost to any of his existing rules. That's just a whole extra rule. Mm-hmm. And then the Gore Cleaver. Pick a melee weapon, improve the rend by one. In addition, unmodified hit rolls of six do a mortal wound on top of it. That's not bad either. So could you combine Gore Cleaver with the Skull Grinder's ability and get rend plus two? I would assume so. Why not, right? Yeah. And right. and then suddenly, whenever this this hero... Yeah, rend three or something. Yeah. I'm trying to look. What kind of... Let's see. Lord of Corn has rend one... Realm Gate Ritualist, well, I'm not giving it to him. I can't give no. it to Corgus Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many names. Yeah, give it to the Mighty Lord of Corn on the uh, the Lord of Corn, the one mm-hmm. that looks like Corgus Cool but ain't. Yeah. His Axe of Corn is already Rend 2. Yeah, Rend so 4. So I give him to him Rend 3, and I give that other bonus, and he's at Rend 4. Yeah. Good one to do it would be the Exalted Deathbringer. Make that Ruinous Axe and Skull Gouger Rend 3. Yeah. 3 damage. Or the Impaling Spear, Rend 4, 2 damage. The Slaughter Priest can be Rend 4. Mm-hmm. Aspiring Deathbringer at Rend 3 is not bad either. Mm-mm. Like any of those yeah. could work. Yeah. Um. Even, what's his, where is he? A Drom would be Rend 3. Okay. So, yeah, so we've got all those artifacts. So now we've talked about all these different guys who are... Priests. Priests. So let's yeah, talk so, about the different prayer scriptures. Right, so uh, why don't you start the, this? So, yeah. So the really cool one is like the guy himself has the blood boil one. That's the priest, the human priest. That's uh-huh. a good one. We already talked about it. Right. And these other ones are um, blood sacrifice. Uh, get your highlighter out. Uh, range of uh, answer value four, range eight. Pick a friendly blades of corn unit within range. Visible catcher. T- D3 moral wounds. You get a blood tithe point. So you basically sacrifice somebody yeah. <laughs> to get a blood tithe point. That's fine. Yep. I blood can bind. put it back. Yeah, blood bind is answer value three, range of 16, pick an enemy unit. Uh, you must make a move with up to eight inches with that unit. So you pick an enemy unit that's more than three inches away from all friendlies. Mm-hmm. They move up to eight inches. All the models must finish that move as close as possible to the chanter and can finish within three inches of yeah. your army. So you can so, walk them into combat. Or you could put the chanter right behind your unit. Yeah. And then you pick them, and they got to move eight inches. Oh, you just charged into this. I got mm-hmm. him behind my bloodthirster. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You can, but you, but you can move somebody within eight inches of another guy who's got an eight-inch pile in. That's true, too. Right? So yeah. now you move somebody up eight. You've got an eight-inch pile in, so now you've just made a 16-inch interaction that wasn't there yeah uh bronze Bronze flesh flesh is the most popular one okay pick a friendly unit within 16 add one to save rolls for attacks that target until the start of your next hero phase Mm -hmm. okay plus one to save is really good yeah really good yeah killer instinct prayer uh it's probably three range of 16 pick a friendly blades corn unit um that unit can make a move more than three yeah that's these are all good Mm mm-hmm Unholy Flames on a four, 16 inches. Pick a friendly unit, uh, plus one rend until the next yeah. hero phase. So that mm-hmm. dude that we made four, now we can make him five. <laughs> right, five. If you really want to do that. A five rend. Your two-up save just got negated. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a five rend. Uh, I would just, uh, you know what? I should, uh, uh, now we got to do it. You got to put this together. You got to make this happen, Chris. <laughs> You gotta uh, make it happen because right. that guy becomes the target of everybody. Then, mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, you can't give it to that guy. He's a named character. I was going to say the dude who keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. That would be got awesome. five rent. Kill him. I just gave him five again. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, uh, which main curse? I like this one. Um, answer value four. Pick an enemy wizard. And it's visible. That's it. Uh, that guy's now minus one to cast. And then if he takes a miscast, or I don't, if he attempts to sell this not cast, he just takes D3 mortal wounds. Okay, wait. In addition, <laughs> until the start of your next hero phase, each time he attempts to cast and he doesn't, he takes D3 mortals. So he's minus one to cast until mm. the start of my. Okay. Yeah. Because it's only, yeah, until the start of. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's good, right? And then if you got the skull altar on the battlefield, the guy miscast, that's. D6 mortal wounds for you, buddy. He's popping wizards left and right. <laughs> That's what he loves to do, though. All mm-hmm. right, so now, if I'm going to pick this, i got to pick a slaughter host. Okay. Yeah. So first I can pick the Gortide. That's that's the one I like. Plus one to wound for attacks made with melee weapons by Gortide Bloodbound that target an enemy unit that is contesting an objective or that targets an enemy unit wholly within enemy territory. So if I'm your if I'm on your half of the board or if <laughs> yeah. we're fighting over an objective, I'm auto plus one to wound. Yep. That's so good. That's amazing. That is so good. Because that's what they want to do. Run forward, hit yep. you in your territory. Everything we've talked about is getting these guys into combat faster. Yep. So they could be fighting in your area. Correct. Uh Skull Fiends, if you make an unmodified charge roll of eight or higher with Skull Fiend Bloodbound. Strike They're first. strike first. Not bad. Not bad, but not awesome. It's, it's not plus one to wound. <laughs> no. Uh, the flayed, friendly flayed bloodbound have a ward of five up if they have been picked to fight in the same phase. Yeah, so they've so already they, fought. They get a five up ward save. That's kind of the weakest, isn't it? Like, it's mm-hmm. still, it's a great save, but it's like, all right, so pick guys that haven't fought yet. So this is based, no, this is who have already fought. In that same phase. So I'm just going to attack guys who haven't fought yet first. Yeah, so basically, if you say you've got a giant unit of Skull Crusher, or uh, uh, what are those guys? The um, Wrathmongers, any of these Wrath- guys. Yeah, yeah the uh, Skull Reapers. The yeah. giant unit of Skull Reapers. They charge in. Rawr. You give them plus 3d6 to charge, extra attacks, all this stuff. They're death missile. They move in. I go with them first. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They fight. Now they have a five up ward. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm saying as your opponent, I'm yeah. just going to try to fight first. I'm going to go after to cut back on that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. con- like whoever you attack with first, I'm not attacking them till later. Yeah. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get as few of your units uh saving with that five up yeah, ward. Yeah, you'd have to cut. I mean, this would this would I as I was going to say this sort of promotes Death Star. You know, on for the Blades of Corn player, like I'm just gonna jack up this unit. Yeah, I'm I only, suppose, I'm only yeah. ever gonna have one unit in combat or something yeah. like that. And maybe in, in the second, when it's your turn, maybe I'll try to get, I'll try to pull another one in. So now I've got two units in combat, and then you, but at least one of these units will have a five up board. I don't know. It seems kind of techy. I'd rather just be plus one to wound. Yeah, yeah. The Gore Chosen is just so much better. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's most of the rules. Let's talk about a couple of other things. I mean, we should go through like the blood letters. Yeah, blood letters are still good. Blood letters are really good. Two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. You um, you can add one to charge rolls with a musician. You can add one to the attacks characteristic of your hero. Mm-hmm. You can uh, when you battle shock. If you roll a, a one. one on battle shock, you put one model back. Yeah. Um, no one runs, and one back is so much nicer than the old one. Yeah. 
where if you rolled a one, you put back like D6 models or something, like, something that. like that. But there's so many, there's a bunch of different ways to put to models add, back in to this. To put models back to this, which they didn't have before, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And then sixes do mortals. So blood letters are always pretty decent. Yeah. And you can boost that to fives do mortals if you're in that, in that uh, slaughter host. Right. 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 Uh, what I like about that is you, you don't have to do anything to make that happen. You just pick that ability. Right. Like, okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put them uh, blood crushers or blood letters on juggernauts, and yep. um, they're basically the same stats as yeah. the as yeah. the yeah, they just have juggernauts. Yeah, they're tanky. Uh, the blood cannon. We haven't talked about the blood cannon yet, or the skull cannon. Skull cannon. I mean, I think these are. Cool. I, I I like them. It just it it seems so out of place, but I I get it. It's mm-hmm. you know it's fine. They, and they're better. Yeah, eight they wounds. Got, they got way better. Yeah, eight wounds, four up save. How much does this thing cost? That's not expensive. One forty maybe. Okay, so you get four attacks, threes by threes, two rend, d three damage with the with the sh- with the sh- shooting phase. It used to be one attack. Yeah, four attacks now is so much better. Mm-hmm. And then you get four attacks from the Hellblades, which is basically the guys riding it, and then one yep. attack, which is uh, from the machine itself. In the combat phase, after it fought, if any enemy models were slain, this unit can immediately shoot. That's that's the rule. So it shoots in the shooting phase, uh-huh. four attacks. Then it fights and kills anything, uh-huh. and it gets to shoot four attacks again. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Threes by threes, three two, D3 damage. That yeah. is really good. I could see a world where you've got just four skull cannons. <laughs> you, that's uh, that is so you. I'd love it. I, is. I love it. It's, I have it's two great. already. Yeah. I have two already. And why not? Yeah. Uh, so what do we got? Left? I mean, there's so. I mean, the stuff that you don't want to fight with your corn army mm-hmm. is your is your enemy's big stuff. And now I'm just and cannoning I'm just gonna, it over I'm just and over and over. Cannoning those things from. 18 inches away trying to kill it before it just destroys my army. Yeah. Like right? I mean yeah. that, no, that, that's, that, that, that's how that's how you defeat corn is you get into it with high armor big big wound stuff and you just obliterate their troops. You know, that's how you do it. But if, if you're skull cannoning them before they get to you that's yeah. amazing. Um okay, blood reavers, we got to talk they're your they're your basic Basic troops. Yeah, they are one wound with a six-up save. They, um, yeah. yeah, they are. They are blood tithe point generators. Yep, they're three Eight points for ten. You go claim an objective. Hi, we're gonna take this objective. That's way, way, way. We're not supported at all, but we don't care. And then they die. And yeah. You're like, great, blood tithe point. Thank you. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrathmongers, three wounds, five up save, plus one attack. Um. For friendly blades of corn units, wholly within eight inches of this unit. Yeah. Uh, other than other wrathmongers, which is that's great right there. Yeah. Having some that, other that, units with plus one attack near it is good. Yeah. So that's the, you know, that's the corn mower buff piece. You just run five wrathmongers behind your horde of thirty bloodletters. Or you even if, if it's within eight inches, you have it near a hero. Yeah. Plus one attack on that guy that you gave five rend. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's more. I th- I I think it's more of a buff piece for your bloodletter horde or your uh, 
Or your Skull Reaper yeah. Death Star. Yeah, no, that's that what works. I, that's, that's what I think. The other crazy thing is ones to hit this guy in melee, if you yeah. roll ones to hit, you take a mortal wound, which means right. if you attack him with a crap ton of guys with a bunch yeah. of attacks... Yeah, you're going to take a lot of damage. You're going to take a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, I like Blood Warriors. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. This this guy... Okay, two wounds apiece, three up save. These guys are not cheap at all. No. These are elite, elite. How much are these guys? Blood Oof. Warriors are... Oh, 10 for 190. They're actually not that bad. That's, well... That's 10 in, points in, more than in, a unit of Blood Letters. In context to the unit and to the army, it's the most expensive... It's almost tied for the most expensive unit. The only one that's more is the Mighty Skull Crushers. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it's only ten points more than Blood Letters. Yeah, and, and, and Blood Letters are good. This I really love, though. Yeah, they have. A, they're very, very durable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three up save for twenty wounds. Yeah. And so they you, can fight. So you either pick um, the axe and fist or the glaives. Yeah, um, or Goraxes, paired Goraxes and Gorglave, yeah. Yeah, now if now here's the thing. So the 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 attacks or the hits and wounds are the same for whichever you pick. Mm-hmm. The Goraxes get an extra attack, but the uh the the Gorax with the fist, then if your saves are six, six sixes to save do immortal to your opponent. Right. Which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um but these guys just, you know, they got and these they have, and they make an extra murder roll. That's right. They get the extra murder roll too because of who. Yeah, it's just. Um, they're. I think they're like the. They're kind of like the bread and butter of a bloodbound army. It's that three up save, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if if you've got a standard bearer, they got a seven bravery. Mm-hmm. You can you plus one attack on your champion. It's just it's exactly what you need for this army. These guys yep. are just killy. Yeah, they're a, they're a, they're like objective holders after the blood reavers have all just mm-hmm. died, <laughs> and now you've got your blood tithe points to make them even better. And those blood warriors are now getting an extra attack because they're near that wrathmonger too. Yeah. And an extra attack from these guys with the one rend, or maybe I boost their rend with that guy. Oh, I could boost their rend. You know, uh, the mighty skull crusher. Mm-hmm. So here's your human on yep. on juggernaut on a yeah. juggernaut. Five wounds. He's got a two up save. Five up. It's the same thing as the other guy, except you're yeah, riding they, not a human. They don't do a ton of damage, but they also don't die. That's yeah. These guys are more. They seem like they're just going to hold everything in place, mm-hmm. which is crazy because that doesn't seem like something Corn needs. It just needs to run in and right. kill. I just the, the skull crushers confuse me. More mm-hmm. than any unit in this book, yeah. Because I think that I they're you, riding you, yeah. armored bulls, basically, aren't they? I mean, I bet you in playtesting, these probably had like two damage. Like the juggernauts were a lot killier, and they were just too good. I bet you you're right because yeah. I can't think of any reason. Because if it's like if the juggernauts themselves were like three threes, rend one two damage. They would just be. They would just be the only thing you would ever take. Yeah, <laughs> it would just be armies of skull crushers. It would be an all cav army, and you can all still do it. Army. It's just not. You know, you got to figure right. out a way to deliver that punch. Yes, and these guys don't do that. It's not their role. No, I mean they can do at most seven damage per yeah. turn, and that's with. 
the three attacks from the from the mount, which are mm-hmm. threes by threes, no rend, one damage. Yeah. And then the four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's not, it's crazy how not killy this unit is. But yeah, once again, I can hold something in place and just keep exactly. knocking away at it. And that's you know? what they do. They just don't die. Skull Reapers. I like these guys. <laughs> I do too. Three wounds, uh, four up save. I like how their war scroll is like just gotten progressively more simple as yeah. this unit has evolved. Yeah, it used to be so complex. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, each guy had a different weapon. It was so dumb. Yeah. All right, so now they just have all their weapons. Four attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. Unmodified sixes do a mortal on top of it. Yeah. Then you got your vicious mutation. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the champion. Has the champion that. has an extra attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus one to hit for attacks made if the target unit has five or more models, which right. is great. Yeah, so these guys are going to be, imagine them in like a gore-tide army. Yeah. Fighting somebody in the on an objective they don't control or in enemy territory. Now they're going to be, I mean, not you all out attack with them or hitting somebody who has five or more models or twos to hit, twos to wound, rend one. Unmodified hit rolls of sixes are mortals. You're backed up by Wrathmongers, and you've got plus one attack from your 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 skull, your uh, your blood secretor, and they've been whipped into frenzies. So now they can run and charge. I mean, they're just a alpha strike death yeah. unit, right? Yeah. So let's see. Now I think we've gone through everyone except. Oh no, we've got a couple of weird guys, and then we've got a bunch of these uh, yeah. war bands. Um, the claws of Karanak. Yep, that's a that's a war yep. cry war band. They can move a free move after deployment before the first battle round, mm-hmm. and plus one to hit uh, when they're near flesh hounds. Yeah, not bad. Now not a bad. lot of these guys are super cheap too. Yes, this is the thing. You're getting eight models for yeah. uh, let's see, claws of Karnak. Where is that one? Hundred points. Hundred points. Yes, yeah. we're talking multiple small and their units. battle line. Yeah. That's yeah. actually battle line. That's the only Warcry War brand I think that's battle line. Uh, well, no. Like all your all your uh, no Garrick's Reavers, Karnak, all, all your cultists in your Slaves of Darkness book are battle. Line. Are you talking in this book only? Yeah, yeah, in yeah, this yeah, book yeah, only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, you got Skyla Anfrangrim, which is just yeah. this is still that model with I, <laughs> yeah. it's just the dopiest looking model. Eight wounds. I wish they would redo this model. He's he, a chaos spawn. He great. is a chaos spawn, but he's just so weird. Yeah, great. Um, Korgarath is a kind of a weird. The Korgarath had it used to have weirder rules. Can you buy this thing? Now or does it come in a, in no a kit? Because no this, idea. Actually, this was in the starter kit for the yeah, first for edition. Age of Sigmar. <laughs> this was the Age of Sigmar starter box, and you couldn't yeah. buy this thing, and everybody nope. wanted him. I don't know how you get this guy. Honestly, I I could look it up. Eight but. wounds, four up save. Uh, it's just a six inch missile weapon. Uh, three attacks, threes by fours, five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Every time an enemy model is slain, you can heal a wound. If he's included, uh, when he's destroyed, you make five murder rolls. Yeah. Um, it used to be, these are the guys who would blood, like, like gorge themselves on skulls to the point where they then threw them all up. And it would <laughs> Something like, like that. Their rules yeah. were very different, too, in the earliest books. Yeah, I don't I, have those early books anymore, but their rules were way different. Yeah, you know, I don't see this model for sale on the website. Yep. The, the Korgarath is, is hard to, yeah. This is. I have one, but. I don't. I think I sold all these guys, but uh, yeah, it's just silly. It's silly. Hmm. Um, 
We talked about Grom, Drom, Gore chose him, Drom. Yep. Uh, Magor's Fiends, just some chaos warriors that fight. Magor's Fiends. Okay, so just running through this. Magor's Fiends are 120. Oh, yeah. So this is, for, a, this, is a, this is a key unit in uh, multiple small units, actually, because it's two units. It's Magor's Fiends, and then the first time it's set up, you summon a Flesh Hound who's a separate unit. <laughs> oh, okay. This dumb unit counts as two Blood Tithe points. Yeah, okay. Each time a model in this unit is slain, you can make two mortal rolls instead of one. Saves of six do mortals. Yeah, why not take them? Yeah. For 120 one, points one for two units? For, for two units for two blood dive points. And they got three. Okay, they've got, what, five models in this unit? Yeah. No, uh, three. There's three. Oh, three models in this unit. Uh, three wounds, three up save each. Yeah. That's good. Garrick's Reavers, uh, at the end of the combat phase, you get, get your, an additional get your blood dive point. Get your highlighter. Yeah, you get a blood tithe point as long as this unit's on the board at the oh, end. No, no. Uh, no, no, no. They have to do a wound. They have to kill something. And any enemy models are slain by attacks. Yes. Okay. But it's just it's just a model. Yeah, you they don't kill have to a model. kill a unit. Just kill one dude. Kill one model and be on and still be on the board at the end of the combat phase. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, these guys only have two wounds and a six up save. But that's oh, once again more blood tithe points. Yeah, I, I mean, and we've covered everything now except for the. The invocations. Yeah, well, we got a t- faction terrain. Altar. So the skull altar, you put it yeah. down like every other faction terrain. Yeah, uh, it's defensible by one hero. Yeah, so you put a you put a priest in with there, a wound basically. characteristic of eight or less. Okay. Yep, your priest goes in there, uh, and a priest is in there. Double the range of prayers it can chant. Mm. Uh, no, double the range of invocations. The, of any prayers it chants to summon invocations. Oh, okay, yeah. so summon invocations. Uh, isn't that what... Oh, these are the Invocation War Scrolls. Okay, so double yeah. the range for the Invocation War Scrolls. Uh, while it's on the battlefield, if a spell is miscast, mm-hmm. the caster takes D3, D6 wounds instead of D3 on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Reroll chanting rolls for any priest within eight inches of this. Okay, so the Skull Altar is... I mean, it's free. Yep, it's good. And it's so good. It's amazing. Do we want to cu- summon up any of these invocations? Yeah. Hexgorger skulls are amazing. Okay, so this you summon up on a three. Mm-hmm. Set it up within eight. Right. Range of eight. So if you're on the skull altar, it's 16. All right. Um, more than an inch from other models. What does it do after invocation and set up? At the you start of each of their hero phases, the commanding player can move... The parts of this invocation is if they were models with a move characteristic of eight mm-hmm. and can fly. So it can move. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Subtract two from casting rolls for wizards that are within eight inches. Okay. In addition, if a wizard within eight inches attempts to cast a spell and the unmodified casting roll is eight, it's yeah. not successful. They no longer know the spell. And, and, and they okay. take D6 mortal with Each wizard within eight yeah. inches takes D6 mortal wounds, and then the, yeah. it's removed from play. Yeah. So if they roll an eight, they get yeah. rid of this, but yes. dang. But dang. All right. The big one is subtract two from casting rolls. Yeah. With, uh, so there's, there was another ability to subtract one from a casting roll. So Yeah, that was the dude that had it, and if you miscast on that, you took more mortal wounds. Yeah, so now you could be minus three. You could be super anti-magic. I would add this out right away. Oh, I would yeah. put this out right away, and if, oh, they, and if, if they get rid of it, then I yep. just put it which back is, on the table. Yeah, which is why you need the guy that can cast two prayers as your general. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, what about the bleeding icon? Bleeding it's, icon is bad. It, you set it up within eight inches, same way mm-hmm. as before. Um, the commanding player can move it eight inches. Units cannot get inspiring presence within eight inches. <laughs> and if they fail a battle shock test within eight inches, roll a die on a one to five, add D3 to the number of models that flee, and on a six, add D6 to the numbers that flee. Okay, I guess it's. I mean, it's cool. That's not bad. I mean, you, you can't inspiring presence with an eight of it. Yes, that's pretty sweet. Uh, against a low, uh, against a low bravery army. Yeah, this would be brutal. Yeah, it's just not my favorite. So it's, yeah, but I'm just of saying the three. It's not my favorite. I'm just saying with all of your killiness, you drop mm. this in front of a horde that's got a bravery six. Yeah, they're gonna fail. Yep, and they can't be, and they can't have inspiring presence. Yeah, they're going to fail always, that, which is always good. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I don't know. The, I guess it's, I guess it depends on what you want to do. I, I prefer Hexgorger skulls to the bleeding icon. Yeah, well, the Hexgorger skulls is definitely better uh, for fifty points. I'm taking that in every army. The bleeding yeah. icon, if I've got forty points, if I mean, you've got forty points, thing. I'm taking. If I've got forty points, I'm taking. It. And what about the Wrath Axe? This it's, thing's seventy. It's great. Okay. Um, once again, eight inches, same rules to put it down. It can move eight inches and fly. Um, Burl die for each unit that has any models it passed across. Okay. And you can move it eight inches and that doesn't mean in a straight line. Right. So I could just jiggle jaggle to get as many units as I want. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. It doesn't say it has to move in a straight line. It just has to move eight. Yeah, on a two-up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Then the commanding player can pick one unit within three inches of the invocation and roll a die. On a one, nothing happens. On a two through five, takes D3 mortal wounds more. On a six, you take D6, and then it's removed from play. That seems kind of good. So it's only removed from play if you roll a six. On a six, it takes D... Oh, okay. So it only removes if you, if you do it yeah. on a six. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so if just... you're on the skull altar, you whip this thing 16 inches... And then it moves eight. And it moves eight more. I move to three or four different units on Doing a two D3, up. D3, D3, D3. So you do D3, 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 and then you pick a unit at the end and do D3 more. And if you roll a six and do D6, then it goes away. It did too much. Yeah. That's the book. Yep. And that thing's 70 points. Yeah. This army is so freaking cool. And you know what's yeah. bananas about this army, which is I mean the most bananas thing about this army. Mm-hmm. The most expensive unit is 380. It's Scarbrand. Yeah. Scar the Brand. next expensive unit is 330. It's mm-hmm. all the Bloodthirsters. Yep. After that, it's y- the Mighty Skull Crushers for 200. 200 for 3 and then 180 for 3 Blood Crush. You get down to about the 180s, 160s. Yeah. Blood Warriors like we said are 190. Yeah. So there's Skull a- Reapers are 190. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of 100 point stuff in this army. Yeah, so you can see why people think that multiple small units is the way to go. Oh yeah. Cuz you just you just have a bunch of units uh-huh. and you just and you just swap you can just play it two ways. You can just play it for the abilities, you know, and stack up your attacks, stack up your brass meteors, just do brass, you know, all that stuff. Right. Or you can you can basically trade in your bloodbound for demons as the game goes on. Yeah. Basically, right? Well, yeah, because the more blood they get, the thinner the veil becomes because everything yeah. you're summoning is demons. Right. Right? I mean, because I mean, let me look at the chart. You if can't I, if summon I, living creatures. If, you I have a, if I have a free blood bound, a free blood tithe point from the very beginning of the game, I'm a demon, right? And then, I, then I launch Magor's fiends and his little skull and his little flesh hound pal into combat. And they die horribly, right? 
I already have enough for f- three flesh hounds. Yeah. And now I'm summoning right. up little stuff here and there. Yeah. And just making it all happen. Yeah. We didn't talk about uh, battle tactics and grand strategies yet. But. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. I, I totally, I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're going to need them. Yep. Uh, grand strategies, uh, blades. So there's four. And they're kind of, mm, I don't know. They, I think they're difficult. Um, Blood Legion's March. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If in every battle round after the first, you summoned any Blades of Corn demon units to the battlefield by spending Blood Tithe points. I guess it's not impossible. But I think you, somebody could play around it if they wanted to. I don't know. Bring me a worthy skull at the start of the first battle round. Ask your opponent to pick one hero from their army to be the worthy foe. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if that hero has been slain and the model picked to be your general has not been slain. That's always an easy one. I mean, not an easy one, but that's that's a that's one. I mean, that's like in so many armies. Yeah, I'm going to kill him. I'm not going to die. Yeah, it, that honestly works. But it could be any hero. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Archeon. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna pick my Warsong Revenant no, or Warsong p- guy who's in the back of the battlefield. I'm gonna never instantly stand. pick a wizard. Well, no, you don't. Your opponent picks. Oh, my opponent picks. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that could mm. be that could be really rough. Right. Um, reap the blood tithe. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. But in every battle round after the first, you spend blood tithe points to use a blood tithe reward, and you did not use the same blood tithe reward more than once. No. Mm. Hmm. Because I'm going to use the same one more than yeah, once, probably. Yeah, unless it, it, you know, it, it depends. How much are you summoning, and how much are you doing? Like, I like to summon stuff if I need it, but also some yeah. of these rewards, especially those repeating ones. Yeah, the murder you're, you're, rolls, you're, you're, stuff people, like that. I think murder, the the one where you move in your in your opponent's hero yeah. phase, is just so powerful. Um, yeah. and the last one is disciples of carnage. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If you complete at least four battle tactics. And every battle tactic you completed was from the For the Skull Throne and list. That's, and that's the standard one now. That's the yeah, standard one like now it. in every army. Uh, yeah. If you pick this one, if you just stick with this book, yeah. you get a bonus. So that segues beautifully into... I think the Blood Legion's March is doable, especially if you start off picking that, that, that t- Blood Tithe point right off the Definitely. bat. Definitely. Blood Legion's March is doable. Yeah. You're probably not going to be doing a lot of the other things. Yeah. So let's take a look at the uh, battle tactics. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is, uh, with, the, with the Reap the Blood Tithe, is you have to be spending on grand strategies every battle round. So you, you yeah. can use one of those two. Oh, no, because it's the third. So during the battle rounds, yeah, I suppose you could do that and then try to summon during your end of the yeah. movement phase. Yeah. All right, if so you let's, have enough. Yeah. let's look at the battle tactics. Pick an enemy unit with an eight mm-hmm. of the skull altar and destroy it. Doable. This turn. Yep, totally doable. Enemy wizard hero, if they slain during this turn, 100% doable. doable. Yep. Uh, pick a friendly unit. If eight or more enemy models are slain by attacks made by that unit during the turn, that's a trial of skulls. That's actually pretty cool. That's doable. It's doable. Uh, yeah, depending on who you're fighting. Depending absolutely. Who you're fighting, yeah. Uh, at the end of the turn, if all friendly Blades of Corn units on the battlefield are within eight inches of any enemies, 100% doable. The only thing I can see with that one is if you've got, if you want to be keeping your Slaughter Priest in the Skull Altar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only, may, the only, I mean, maybe you, you pull them out for this, at, though, if you need it. Or, or, or the enemy is, like, in your face. And like, and he's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Um, uh, leave, leave none standing. Pick a friendly unit within three inches of an enemy unit. Complete this battle attack if that unit fights in the combat phase of this turn. And at the end of that phase, there are no enemy units within three. Great. Yep, we can do that. Yep. And Battlefield Runs Red. You complete this battle tactic if four or more units were destroyed during this turn. Note it just says units. Yeah. Once again, don't care where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Just care that it's coming. Yep. Uh, the core battalion is bananas. Yes. Uh, it's five to eight units of blood chosen. And this is this is the or type gore chosen, of gore yeah. chosen. Um, you get magnificent, which is the best. Uh, uh, one of my, it's, I, I think that magnificent is my favorite of the bonuses. You get yeah. to pick an extra enhancement, mm-hmm. uh, and your one drop. Yeah, and it's, it's five, both five to eight. Gore chosen. Gore units. chosen. Yeah. So the gore chosen are the characters. Yeah. So, but once again, isn't that what the? If, if you go look at the lore, yeah. What page what, is yeah. it on? It's in here. Um. Because it talks about the yeah here we go the war hordes of corn page twenty seven yeah. yeah here is the your gore chosen there's your lord of corn and the eight guys around him mm-hmm. but yeah as an MSU army you're going to be going last a lot of times but if I can <laughs> yeah. drop eight heroes on a drop yeah well you can't take or, eight heroes but or however many heroes I can take mm-hmm. yeah you can't take eight heroes so how are you going to do this army you'd have to pay you can five you can take five. But that's still not the eight. That's the core number. You're supposed to have a, the know. general with eight I dudes know. backing him up. That means nine. How many? What size uh, army do I have to play for that? You just you're not playing match play. Oh yeah. Or once again, you could play match play at a huge level because those numbers increase as you get higher. They do. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> I love this army. Yes. I love this army. I was talking to Harrison, and he was just like, "You are you serious?" And I was like, "You know, between this." And the slaves to darkness. I almost yeah. like I was like I really was joking with Harrison. I'm like I think I'm just gonna sell all the armies that aren't yours. I'm just gonna sell them all and just do corn and and slaves to darkness. And he's like, you are not. I'm like, nah, probably not. I love the I love those <laughs> I love those orcs too much. Yeah, and I'm never gonna sell my Nagash and all my cool death stuff. Right, night, night but, hunt. Uh, yeah, my uh, maybe the night hunt. I haven't played them in a while. I, I'm that's the army I'm working on right now. Uh, I, I, it's a fun army, but it's just like mm-hmm. this is just so. It's pure. I have I have an army. It's all ready to go. Yeah. I was gonna play it last week, but the person I was gonna play couldn't make it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but for his for his. For his, kind, I don't want to say I don't want to use the term boring, mm-hmm. but for as 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 one note as corn can be, mm-hmm. this army is pure. Yeah, run forward, kill things. The more you kill, the happier corn is, and he will send more demons to help you kill. Mm-hmm. And when you die, you get to do extra murder stuff. And I mean, this it's 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 kind of wonderful. I, mm-hmm. I've 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 come to appreciate <laughs> this. I've never had a desire to play a corn army or the uh. corn like even when I bought the first box set. When I got that first box set, and I had my Stormcast and my corn. I'm like, ah, oh, these corn guys. Look at that Bloodstoker. What a dopey looking guy. <laughs> like I was just like, I don't. I I didn't play it. I never yeah. have. And yeah. I'm looking at this one. Oh, I could play this. Mm-hmm. I could play this and have a ton of fun. I like the fact that the, the best change I think they made is when they made the priests part of the army. Oh, yes. 
and, and so making, many of and then, them. And then making those demon guys priests is brilliant. Like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's so, so good. So, so we could talk briefly about collecting the army. Like, there's sure like there's a there's a couple of good boxes. You can get sure. the Vanguard Blades of Corn, which is all your mortals, um, which is like ten Blood Warriors, ten Blood Reavers, Slaughter Priest, three uh, uh, Skull Crushers. That's pretty good. And then you can go the, then you can go the demon way. Do you just buy the combat the combat patrol? The forty k combat patrol is, I think it's twenty blood letters, ten flesh hounds, and three blood crushers or three or blood whatever the demon crusher dudes. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many options. You can go a pure a pure demon. You can go pure mortal. You can go mix. You can go like you said with those bigger things. You yep. can go all calf. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. a bunch of blood crushers running up behind, say, your bloodthirsters. Yeah, and your flesh hounds. Yeah, so I'm running up a bunch of blood. I got my three bloodthirster army, and then I'm just running all the cav if I can turn it into battle line, which I think I can. Uh, well, or you, w- can just, you could just take flesh hounds. Or Those just flesh hounds, yeah. But the, just all that stuff to, to, you know. So now my three-up save dude is holding it in place while my corn bloodthirsters are just rushing up and is just smashing anything that they can get near. Yeah, God, yeah, blood, yeah blood crushers are battle line if your general is a skull master. So I bring in a skull master, which is just mm-hmm. another blood crusher guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I bring him in and a bunch of demon, a bunch of bloodthirsters. Blarg! Yeah. Blarg! You know, and I, it's just... So, Here's the way how you can still get the Korgarath if you buy the start collecting corn bloodbound goreblade warband if you can find one. Okay, and so that but that's the starter band from the or first box set. That's <laughs> yes, the it same, is. That's the that's the first set of models they put out. If you can find that, buy it. It's yeah, nine, it's ninety five dollars and it comes with Korgus Cole. Well, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, it only comes with five blood warriors, which is weird. But it comes with the skull, uh, the 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 blood secretor, the Korgrath, and ten blood reavers, and the whip dude. I'm actually going to start looking for that. I'm sad that I got rid of. I, you know, yeah, I if you can find if you can find the star collecting corn bloodbound goreblade warband, buy it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, I think we're done. We yep. got to be done. I've got to yep. go. I got. I got. Okay. I have a. I have a mother that needs help. Go for it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's wrap up here, uh, Chris. This was fantastic. Um, yeah, you, are you ready, by the way? Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, good thing I asked now. Okay, because I'm going to yeah. thank everybody. First of all, thanking our sponsors, the big sponsors, the big three: Chaos Org Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, both in Roselle and Batavia, Illinois. That Batavia store is gorgeous, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, of course, our Patreon patrons. Uh, can't thank you guys enough, especially the associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradone, and our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, Jason Vinton and Max the First. Thanks, guys. Max, if it is an I, just correct me. Otherwise, I'm calling you Max the First, because that sounds kind of, you know what, for this type of show, I am Max the First of his name. Okay, <laughs> great. Loving it. Um, and don't forget to keep those voicemails coming in. Oh, my God. You know what we didn't do? What? We didn't give people the phone number. Oh, my gosh. And Chris, we have voicemail. We heard I, them. Yeah. People That's, need to call. They need to. And honestly. they call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That is 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And if you are an international caller, like our friend from Australia this morning, yeah, you dial most countries, dial 1, uh, what is it? 
Yeah, <laughs> dial zero zero and then one seven five seven GH show six. Yep. Good gravy. All right, so we are done. Um, we're either doing Slanesh or Seraphon next. I haven't decided. I think it's Slanesh. We should get Slanesh done. Yeah. I kind of okay. Like, I have nothing Korn against. Corn and Slanesh came out the same day. So. I know, and I have nothing against it. I just feel like sometimes we start to fall behind, and something's got to get left behind. And I kind of <sighs> feel like Slanesh book is kind of awesome. Though. It is kind of awesome, but we still need to do. We've got. We've got just had. <sighs> what just came out? We just had. Um, the both death books, yeah, are out. Mm-hmm. Seraphon is that out today? Is yes. Seraphon out? Okay, so Seraphon's out. We haven't covered any of these, have we? No, we're so behind. Stuff's gonna have to get skipped because I definitely want to do. Um, I definitely want to do a playing <laughs> this game episode too. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to do bonus. We might have to put in some extra work and do some bonus episodes, Chris. Okay, just to get caught up. If you're cool with it. That's fine with me. We, we, wait, All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna tempt somebody into doing a Slanesh army with our coverage. Oh, the temptation is so sweet. <laughs> That's us, the tempters. All right, <laughs> folks. Until next time, and sorry about it being late this month, guys. I got finals coming up. This is the rough time of the year, but we're getting them closer. We had last episode was up on time. We still have the little bonus Adepticon episode. I got to post. We've got all sorts of cool stuff coming. So uh, you know, keep listening and. Hey, if you like the show, tell a friend. Because I am an inclusive human being. I like everybody to listen to my show. Um, uh, if you uh, if you like Warhammer, then you are welcome here. Um, yep. If you uh, like painting, you are welcome here. So have your friends listen because we love everybody. Yeah, um, you can interact with us on the Facebook page. On the Facebook page, yep. Or Twitter. Yep, and we're getting some other stuff coming up that I've talked about. It's actually going to be happening in the next few weeks now that school's ending because I've got a list and I've actually started working on it. Awesome. All right, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Oh, Shibor!